Want to support the show and get free stuff while you do so? Go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> I'll be in Calgary in approximately four hours. Jet's standing by. I want to chopper at the other end. Thank you. How long will you be gone, Daddy? It's hard to say, honey, as long as it takes to get the damn thing out. What about Sunday? Sunday? Your birthday. A glummy face. Look. I'll be back, Jenny. I'll be back by Sunday afternoon, I promise. You really promise? I promise, honey. I'll tell you what. If you can find time in your busy social schedule to put on some fancy duds, we'll go out on the town and celebrate just the two of us. You know something? Your old dad will show you some of his most incredible, astonishing, fancy footwork. What do you say? You'll be all right here on your own. Now, why don't you call a friend and invite them over? No, I can... I can always call David. Right. See you soon. Virginia's 18th birthday is coming up, but when her wealthy friends begin to disappear, she starts to wonder if the person responsible might be closer than she thinks. Who will be attending Virginia's birthday party and what will be left of them? Tonight, we find out when the dolls discuss 1981's Happy Birthday to Me. And now, the Dolls of Horror. This is my birthday month, birthday show, and I don't know if Summer and Jamie are going to survive what I've already done to them. So you're stuck with me. Nina, however, is here helping because I can't do all the stuff she does, and she doesn't even mind the gun being pointed to her head. So for my birthday month, we are talking about, okay, so truth be told, 
it's a terrible movie. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. It'll be my first movie to talk about that I don't gush on. I'm a little sad about that because my memory of it was different than actually watching it. But it still has my three favorite. Hey, what? What are you doing? How'd you get loose? What did Help! You... God! Help! Get... Oh, shit! I guess it just goes to show you, you can't hold two good dolls down. All right, Summer, Jamie, you can join me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh, we needed that. Yes. Well, folks, as you heard, this is Alex's birthday episode. And he kidnapped us. But is it kidnapping if you want to go? Uh, I'm hey. saying. Fantasy role played is one of my favorites, so yes, we're going to say that it is. <laughs> okay, Alex. First of all, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank I you. hope it's everything that you want and deserve because you're fantastic. And I'm sorry I lost your birthday present. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the story, folks. Okay, so I bought Alex a birthday present at Days of the Dead Atlanta in January. Okay. And I put it away. Because, you know, I don't need it till now. And I have no idea what I did with it. <laughs> that sounds You'll about find right. it. Yeah. yeah. So I texted Alex and I said, hey, I got you a present, but it's probably going to be late because I can't find it. <laughs> it must be a surprise for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Well, that's very sweet of you for sure. Because <laughs> I'm not get for buying a... so far in advance. I know, right? Well, yeah, you are really on it. Well, it was a convention. Well, you, it was like a buy it now or lose yeah. it forever. Or miss out, yeah. Well, you're more, and you're a little like me, but the, but you, the only difference is you save it. Like, if I see something that makes me think of somebody, like, I don't do obligatory things. Right. Like, I, I don't, I'm not a big birthday person. I'm not a big Christmas person. I'm not a big, you know, occasion, buy for the occasion. But if I see something that makes me think of them, you know, like, like for example, if I see a picture of, you know, a couple of famous movie murderers dancing and lip syncing to I Will Survive. I send it to people I love. So, you know, it's like that's like kind of how I work. I can like the dolls. Like the dolls. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not, uh, I am a big Christmas person and I, I am a big birthday person. I think it's nice to remember people. It's a nice, it's a nice excuse to pop in and say, hey, on a birthday or oh, a yeah. Christmas. And Holy. but as far as buying gifts go, I'm not gonna buy it. <clears throat> I'm not gonna buy you a present just to buy you a birthday present. I have to really like be moved mm -hmm. and feel it in my heart. So if you receive yeah. a gift from me of any kind, I put a lot of thought into it and because I will not buy you just anything. It has to be the right thing. Right. It's true. Yeah. So Absolutely. I'm the same way though. I, I do, I do like birthdays and, and Christmas, but um, if I, if nothing really grabs me, that's what kind of why I start shopping months in advance. Uh, Cause I can't be pressed for time when you're looking for the right thing. All right. Happy birthday to me, Alex. When's the first time you've seen this movie? Uh, probably in the mid eighties sometime. I don't think I saw it at the movie theater. I'm pretty sure it was uh, one of my, VHS nights. We talked about that before, walking down to the corner store, like the convenience store, and they had a little video section. Yeah. So we would always rent horror movies and different kinds of movies and stuff like that and watch like three or four of them straight through. Yeah. You know, so I'm pretty sure that's how I saw it. In Indianapolis, Indiana, like 99% sure that's exactly Aww. what happened. Jamie? 
Um, my first time watching it was this week. I'd never seen it before, <laughs> but um, I, I have seen the cover um, many times and it's like called to me. I don't know how I haven't seen it yet because I've seen the cover and I love it and I've been meaning to watch it. But first time was like Thursday. Cool. Yeah. I'm very excited I introduced you guys to a movie. Yes. Yeah. My first That's time was two weeks do. ago. And I thought, I was like, why, why have I not rented this before? This is exactly the kind of thing Sarah and I would rent at the video store. And it just never happened. I honestly don't even remember seeing the cover, though. That's the thing. I don't oh. know if I've ever even come across this at the video store, or I probably would have grabbed it. Yeah. Well, it's never too late. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Speaking of covers, how do you guys feel about our two cover arts? I'm trying to think if I've seen both. They're, the one on Tubi is a girl holding the cake. <laughs> oh, I did see that one. I like well, the shish also, kebab. The shish kebab is the best. But there's yes. also one with, with the cake with the axe through it, too. That's right. Which oh, is yeah. really doesn't. There's no axe in the movie, so that is irritating. Yeah. But, there are a lot but of that, things about this cover is we'll, irritating. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the, 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 all the holes. Later. I, I've got a, I've got a rant about horror holes. That's what okay. I called it. I've, I've I've created a new topic of discussion: horror holes. Okay, I mean, and we're I'm not talking it. about scary body parts. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> all we could. <laughs> yeah, I I like the I like the shish kebab cover and I like the axe cover because the girl cover it just seemed to give too much away. Yes. I yeah, didn't like did. that at all. I had already seen Tubi just put it back on when I just tried to search for it. I couldn't find it on Tubi. So I bought it on DVD. Not sorry I bought it. It cost me $6. Right. That's cool. I'm glad I have it in my collection now. Oh, yeah. But then last few days, it popped back up on Tubi. And that's when I sent oh. it to Jamie. And I saw that cover and I'd already seen the movie. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's like the intruder cover. It just tells you or implies who the killer is. Yeah, and it's like the last thing you want to do with the cover. Don't give it all away, you know. Well, with this movie though, because there's a twist with the twist. <laughs> yes. So even if you think you know who the killer is, you don't know who the killer is. Nope. So that that's kind of fun. And that wasn't even supposed to happen. Did you guys know that? No, no. I'm starting with fun facts. Ooh, I'm yeah, starting so... with this fun fact because we brought it Tell up. Me a story. Okay. Yeah. It was originally supposed to be Ginny. Oh. Okay. The entire okay. time. And I think they even filmed it. But something happened. I don't know if it got like bad reviews in the screenings or the you know, the heads of the studio didn't like it or want it, but or someone someone was unhappy. And so they they changed it to that little twist. And but that's why it seems so like thrown together. That wasn't supposed to happen. And that explains yeah. so many things. Yeah, that irritated the out of me. Sometimes you have to tell an audience to get over it. They need to they need to deal with their discomfort. Yeah. About Melissa's it was because it was Melissa Sue Anderson. They just could not allow Mary Ingalls from Little House on the Prairie to be crazy no. murderer. <laughs> that's really what it was. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. I that saw... explains so much. How to ruin a movie, but you know, one, yeah, they, yeah, okay, that explains a lot. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Happy birthday to me. Was this 1981? Yeah. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. For those of you who have not seen Happy Birthday to Me, here is the synopsis. Spoilers up the wazoo on this one. Yes, many spoilers ahead. At Crawford Academy, Virginia's group of friends start to go missing years after a horrible events that happened to her as a child around what? her birthday. I say child because she looked pretty damn old to me. Yeah, I know. Because the same. Well, she was. It was at the beginning of the academy, so yeah. they were drinking, um, which was probably they were eighteen was legal drinking age mm -hmm. uh, back then. So in a lot of most places, <coughs> in eighty one. Uh, I would assume that she was probably a freshman because mm -hmm. she had just started at the academy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And it was... You have to make things make sense in this movie because they do yeah, not you make do. sense. You have to kind of... You have to really help them a lot. You have to help yeah. them with the story. You know, because they fucked it all up. Okay. A little bit. <clears throat> Directed by Jay Lee Thompson. Now, he passed about 21 years ago at 88 years old from congestive heart failure. Wow. But he directed a lot of stuff. This guy had a thing for Charles Bronson, apparently, because he directed 10 to Midnight, Death Wish 4, Messenger wow. of Death, Murphy's Law, and my, my dad's favorite, The White Buffalo. Huh. Oh. My dad watched that movie all the time. And there's probably more. Those were just the ones I recognized that I knew that Bronson was in. Shout out for 10 to... Ten to Midnight. That's a really good movie. Yeah, I haven't so, seen it in years. I forgot about it. And I don't really, I don't necessarily gravitate to that style of movie. Mm -hmm. That one's really good. Yeah, I haven't seen it. He also directed um, Huckleberry Finn. Alex, anyone has any of you seen this? It's the 1974 musical version. Mm -hmm. No. With, with, with the with, go ahead. with music by Richard Sherman, who, by the way, Richard Sherman is still alive and kicking today at 95 years old. <coughs> Richard Sherman did Mary Poppins, The Jungle Book, Winnie the Pooh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, my favorite, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, Charlotte's Web, and so many more. So I did recall seeing this version of Huckleberry Finn when I was I've there. I've seen that. It actually stars, he was a big 70s actor, kid <laughs> actor, the re the redheaded kid. Mm -hmm. played, played Huck, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, I, don't, I don't remember his name because you know me in names, but also I saw so many different versions of it from that era, from the 60s and 70s that they're yeah. all kind of mixing in my head. Yeah. But I know I saw this one for sure. And Thompson also directed the original Cape Fear from 1961. Oh. Okay, nice. So good. Yes, right? That movie yeah. is so great. Have you any of you read the <clears throat> book? I haven't. Book. I'd love I, to, though. I haven't. I feel like I did a long, long, long time ago. but The book was actually gifted to me by our Patreon, John Morgan, a couple years ago. Mm, and I love John. it, John. Thank you so much. No, I love it. It's I proudly display it on my shelf. It's such a good read. It's short, too. It's like, you know, like mm -hmm. maybe okay. 300 pages. So check that out. It is not hard to get through at all. All right. Written by several people. Guys, this one had four writers no on kidding. it. Four wow, fucking four? writers, and they and they did not work together. I was gonna say they never communicated once. They eat, they they eat, they they each pick, they had twelve scenes, and each of them got three of them, and they just wrote whatever they wanted to write. Yep. <laughs> run it, <laughs> man. So our writers, someone named sorry, sorry writers, we're trashing you yeah, a little bit. I right know. Now. Sorry. But that's what happens where there are too when there are too many cooks in the kitchen. Uh -huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, our writers are get this, Jamie. His name is John Saxon. I know. I saw that, <laughs> I and I saw was that like, too. John Saxon. I was like, he wrote something, and then I was like, that's not him. <laughs> I thought of you, Jamie. Him. Actually, I said, I think we just <laughs> thank <your> you. <laughs> and then I went on a whole binger. Like I went on a whole binge because then I was like, I'm just gonna have to look at John Saxon now. <laughs> Never a bad time to look at John oh, Saxon, the other never. writers, Peter Jobin, Timothy Bond, John Beard, starring Melissa Sue Anderson, Glenn Ford, and Lawrence Dane. Now, when I first saw this movie, I said to Alex, I said, I really don't know very many people in this movie. Turns out I basically know everybody in this movie, which is oh. amazing. I couldn't even believe it. When I really start to pay attention, I was like, holy shit, I know everybody. So oh. the cast is going to be fun. Yeah. It's fitting that we're recording this right now in September of 2023 because this one had a snag in production due to a SAG strike. Oh, oh how funny. Yeah. Timing, man, timing. Yeah. Okay, y'all, favorite kill. I should apologize in advance for not sharpening this thing. It might take a couple of extra wax. Alex? Now, okay. before we go, before we do this, you said you had a definite favorite. I want to take a guess. <laughs> you know what it is. I'm like so shallow. I know. <laughs> it's got to be the weight bench kill. Am I right? Oh, my fucking God. Those furry thighs. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, and watching it last night because it was like, I mean, all that. Oh. But those, then those, I thought anyone shorts. Oh my god! No. Okay. All right. You're, you're talking. I'll, I'll I'll wait. But then I thought I don't know. The Steve kebab is pretty great. That might be it also. But it was uh, the weight bench. <laughs> the weight bench is my favorite. The Steve kebab is my second favorite. It's so well done. Yes. I mean, it is like as a as a special effect. It as a special as as far as special effects go, that is probably the best kill because oh, yeah. the the angle of the cameras and you actually see it. And it's like, it is a good, 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 good kill. It's so original. I remember back in 81, watching the movie and thinking, I've never seen any kills like this. And they're all different. And every single one of them is different. And it was just so, it was so interesting. It was so new. I think that's how I loved it so much. Side note, and when you get to your taglines, There's so many. (laughs) But I won't spoil it. Well, the one that I saw mostly um, sort of let you know that they didn't even have confidence in the story because <laughs> yeah. the tagline is about the kills, right? It's yes. like, it's like, I'm like, oh. that has not, I, I'm like, you can You'll tell see. a lot about a movie by the tagline. I said, okay, so I'm going to go see this movie for the kills, apparently, and nothing else. Yes, you'll see. There's like 10 taglines for this thing, like 10 alternative oh taglines. And there's like three or four that are really all about like the kills. You got to see the kills. So yeah, yeah. They, they were really so, banking on that. Those two. And then the other one that I like that wasn't really necessarily that gruesome, but it was just so creative was the motorcycle, the muffler in the motorcycle. The motorcycle. That, that was just, and it was such a surprise. Like you'd never seen anything like that before, ever. I don't think you've seen anything like that since. And when and when they did it, it was, I, I can remember the first time I saw it just going, oh, oh, wow, that was so cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> but definitely the weightlifting bench is my favorite. Just the way that, now, I can't talk about it without the story. It is too fucking long. It's a great kill. It is because I'm like going, bitch, you could just like throw the weights behind you. 
There's no reason to hold them. <laughs> I know. You know. Because it takes so long to get through it. The home, anyway, this was too long. However. Oh, y'all know I had tr- I had problems with the runtime of this movie. You know it. Oh, it's terrible. Well, and it felt long. It's long and slow. Mm-hmm. Like so everything long. is drawn out. All of their lines are like, oh, you know, they think about everything before they say it. It's like, it's just not that. Yeah. Movie. So get but on anyway, with it. <laughs> right. So getting, I am getting on with that. Going back to the point. No, <laughs> so anyway, probably some people say that about the three of us when we're talking. <laughs> get on with it. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll break it down. The way, reason why I love it is like the fact that he knows, that you know who the killer is and you don't is always fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that because they just they, there is no reason for them to be alarmed, which mm-hmm. makes the surprise element, the torture element, even more. I also like it because it's very torturous. Even though he could get out of it, for giving that snafu, mm-hmm. um, he acts the hell out of that scene. Oh yeah, you know they they've got him sweaty and he really looks scared. He looks like he's getting ready to cry, and because he's a jock, he really looks petrified. Yeah. You know, and just the camera shot and just you know. Those little shorts from the 80s, which were so cute. Um, And his legs are beautiful. has all that golden blonde, soft-looking fur. It's like, yeah, I could lay there for a little while. I was just going to say, take a nap in that. Eventually. eventually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then when she she grabs the weight and you know what's going to happen, this part I don't mind being a little bit slow because, like, it's the anticipation of Mm -hmm. it happening. And then the fact that they actually show, well, first of all, that nice little bulge on the, on the crotch shot. <laughs> and then the fact that they actually show it land yep. on his crotch. It's like, that's a great effect. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a great effect. And it's like, that was amazing. Now, going back to some of the other things that we've talked about, especially with Nightmare on Elm Street 2, in the mid-80s, life was a lot different back then. Yeah. So, so to see a man... I, this is going to sound really funny. To see a man sexualized like that so blatantly mm-hmm. was so uncommon that for a young gay man, because I was, I turned 20 in 85, right? Oh. So I was young mm-hmm. when that movie came out. To see um, the sexualization of a man and not like, it, not hidden, not, it was just there, yeah. you know, um, was exciting for someone. Like, you know, for, for, for me, that was hot, you know, and before he gets killed, there's one point when she's changing the weight and he's got his leg up on the bench, like his foot <laughs> on the bench. So his legs kind of falling open to the side, his knees bent. And it's just like, oh, it was amazing, you know, Yeah. but then at the same time, he was a jock and a jerk. So you also get the satisfaction of watching him die. So it was like a whole, there's a yeah, whole was lot a, going so on. So many emotions, yeah. Oh, there was so much going on, you know, with that kill. And so that is definitely my it's favorite. good feels all around. Good it feels. It really so good. I, I do also want to give a shout out. It's not a kill, but when I was watching it last night, I wrote this down. I think the mother's death is really, really awesome. Me too. I think it was beautifully filmed. I think that part of the storyline was really interesting. I think it was well acted. There was also another huge um, story problem. I'll save that for later when I have my list of rants. Um, <laughs> in, in that scene that you just, you know, even in that beautiful scene, they just really did something really, really bad in it. And um, I just liked it all. You know, I, I liked that scene a lot. And even though it wasn't a kill, um, it was a death and it was... Mm-hmm. Well done, I think. 
agreed. So. And you were talking, Alex, just now about him being sexualized, and that's not common for a man. It was exciting for you as a gay man. Well, as straight women, it's exciting for us, too. Because, again, oh, we yeah. didn't get to see that. We only saw ourselves up there, which sucks. I'm sure. So, mm-hmm. exactly. It's, and it's a funny thing to say, because now, you know, because the sexualization of women is really, you know, ta- sneered at. Mm-hmm. Men, it's not. It never has been. You know, like, bring it on, bring it mm-hmm. on, bring it on. Like, the same women that will, like, call you on the carpet for looking at them sideways, you know, will also be the first ones to magic mic you to death. So, (laughs) 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 that was my opinion, listening audience. If you don't agree, that's fine. (laughs) But I'm right. (laughs) You're entitled to your wrong opinion, audience. <laughs> I don't know how you have a following. <laughs> I say that a lot in my I life. Know, right? I know you do. I know you how do. this happen? <laughs> Especially that's referring so to funny. movies. That's so funny. Yep. So anyway, that's that. That's my spiel on. I I, I totally get what you're saying too, Summer, about that. This yeah. Stuff's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's good all around because especially back then, and as we know, I wasn't born yet when this came out. I was one year away from it. And Jamie is several years away from it. Nina was several. even more years mm-hmm. away from it. They're all so young. You little putting head. So, yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but because I was watching so much 70s and 80s movies in general, but horror also, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't common up there. I remember seeing Inner Space when I was like huh. 10, right? And, and we saw Man Butt, and that was never happening. I was like, hey – Man, but it's Quaid, but you know, so that, oh, yeah. was, Quaid, that but. was really fun oh. for me, also. So, yeah, you know, it was great all around. Jamie, what's your favorite? Oh man, um, exactly the same, exactly the same to you. Um, the weight, the weights is the best one of all for all the reasons that we just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> all the reasons it's just the best kill of the movie too it just really is um the steve kebab is my second favorite also just a really good shot um i like because there's like this circular shot they like go around in a circle around them before the skewer and it's really amazing but um special shout out to bernadette actually that's the first kill that we see i really liked it i Okay, so I think like nylons and leggings are really sexy and gorgeous and you get so many shots of her legs in mm-hmm. these leggings like when she's struggling and then we get the oh she's dead oh no she's not and then we get a little bit of chase in there and that's the first moment that we get that oh she knows who the killer is because she's like yeah. hey it's you help me and then you know so I really thought that sh- I really thought that that kill was really beautiful how they shot it mm-hmm. I loved all those kicking nylons um, mm-hmm. yeah pretty hot <laughs> I am different than you guys. I love me the Steve Kebab and I love the weightlift kill because like Alex said, all the reasons and it was super unique, but I really like the motorcycle kill the best, I think. So good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got to have to, I'm going to have to go with that one as my winner, but the other two probably a tie for second, honestly, is so, so good. I have some fun facts about our kills. Can I just say them now? Yeah. Let's, Let's shake it up for my birthday. Yeah. Okay, so the film was submitted to the MPAA uh, many times and kept coming back with an X rating due to the gruesomeness of all our murders. So obviously they had to change that. That's what happened to all of our favorite movies, honestly. So the following kills had to be trimmed to get the R rating. Bernadette's 
throat gushing blood, a, uh, a very graphic image of the bike mutilation, a very oh. gruesome brain surgery, uh, way more than we saw. Oh, and really? That's still pretty yeah. gruesome. That's I know. Oh, that, that... So well done. That was the most gruesome moment to me in the whole movie was the yeah. brain operation because you see it swell, like it starts to swell and you're like, oh, I see the bones. And then they're just like, well, put it back. Every single scene, they did something that ruined the fucking scene. It was like, what yeah, the no, fuck? And by the way, I just think it's hilarious. They're like, she's dead. Just throw in the towel. You know, I I know. <laughs> she's done. <laughs> Sorry. She's My dead. bad. My bad. <laughs> Uh, by the way, that brain surgery scene was performed by real surgeons. Whoa. Fake brain real surgeons to get it technically right. Oh, man. Okay. Right. Attention to detail on that. Right. So that might <laughs> Not be why so it much. So, that <laughs> might be they, why they, it looks so they, good. They, they probably yeah. got the first ta- the first brain. They're like, nope. Dang, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Try they, again. They spent all of their money on the special effects. Oh, yeah. Not a bad they, place to spend stellar. your money on, though. No, Definitely no, stellar, not. but you need to save a little bit for story. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. You save a little bit. <laughs> the story would have been so much give better me, if give, they give kept me, it. Give me a buck fifty. Give me a buck fifty. Just a buck fifty. Right. Oh, we have a lot also... of money back in '81. Come on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Alex, we also had a bloodier impact of the weight bench kill. I'm so sure. That... That was going to be more, uh, a more violent bludgeoning of the doctor with the poker. Oh, I love that one too. I forgot about you that. You know what? One. Okay, that explains so much. She hits him twice, and that room is covered in blood. I thought, come on, y'all. Did yeah. you just have extra blood you threw around? He needs actually. To be, to be the yes, I saw a special feature on like YouTube or something. I'm telling you, I sleuthed this movie out big time. That fire poker scene was awesome, but I wanted more of that. And apparently the director was just throwing blood around, literally just playing, like having fun. Well, that sounds so, fun, though. Yeah. That's <laughs> exactly what happened, sense. Alex. But it would have made more sense, though, if she had hit him more. Yeah. But she hit him twice, which is enough to kill him like, with a poker. Bam. But it's not enough to... The Get blood in the room was amazing. It just didn't match up to the physicality yeah. of the scene. And according to this internet site, some of the original prints are circulating on the internet of the completed murders. So maybe if y'all look hard enough, I didn't because I didn't find them. You might be able to find some of those. Also, we have Amelia. She was originally killed with an axe in the head. Oh, Oh, there's the axe. Mm -hmm. There's the axe, dude. Uh, But that whole same thing was cut again because of ratings. Now, what was which X-ray. one was Amelia? She's that a blonde was... with like the little wavy bob, and she had her hair all disco at the party. She was the, the one girl. crying in the graveyard at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the birthday present. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she ended up not getting killed at all. No, yeah. she didn't get killed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes there, a lot that, of sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Rudy and his girlfriend also don't get killed, but they weren't at the school when she was at the school because they mm-hmm. have that line in it. That's right. Yeah. That says, "Well, I was here before you." Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't have to kill you. <laughs> yeah. So you're right. <laughs> this is a fun little revenge story. I do it like is. It. Yeah. I do like it. And I love I love the variety of the kills in this. Like there's so much variety, and I really love that every time. Mm-hmm. So That's lots of different weapons. For sure. I know it's like, yeah, and, and, and it's um it's opportunistic. Mm-hmm. Like the motor I think the thing I love about the motorcycle is like any of them you can almost see coming a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? 
But when she walks up to him on the motorcycle, you don't have any idea that she's going to take his scarf and throw it into the back wheel and then rev it. You have no, why would you even think that would happen? I know. Fashion can be you deadly. It, yes. Somebody put, that is the next doll's t-shirt. <laughs> you have the category in all of truth. your podcasts. I'm, truth. Truth. I'm, you better do it. Fashion can be deadly. Write that down. Yeah, they won't remember. <laughs> I, know, I was like. <laughs> Nina's yes, on it. Is. Oh my God. You're so awesome, Nina. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> okay. It's time to sing Nina's praises. Uh, Nina is the best. She is Nina the best. Nina is the best. Because she does exactly what a producer needs to do. She keeps us completely on track with everything yes. we need to do because we forget a lot. She's like, hey, guys, you know, Wes Craven month is coming or, or whatever, something we completely forgot about. She goes, what are we going to do for this? Or what are we going to do for that? She, has, she keeps track of all of our lists, like we're developing a list of um, our categories, such as a hot guy poof. Have you heard those yep. episodes, Alex? I haven't heard that, no. Okay. Hot so, guy poof? periodically in hair when yeah. a, a guy has some of that lovely fluffy hair we love so much yes. we call it a hot, hot guy poof sometimes it's only a half poof but we have a running tally get of two of the half poofs that equals one okay that's 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 awesome i'm glad you keep track of all of that nina <laughs> nina does and <laughs> our, our plan so way funny. down the line is to make you know cultivate all these hot guy poofs and rate them Yep. That, that would be another t-shirt. I know. You know how you oh, have yeah. the, the silhouettes of the different poofs? <gasps> oh, I love it. Right? Half poof, you know, full mask poof. You, you just name them different things and stuff like that. Oh, that would be so funny. This is happening. <laughs> yeah, Nina keeps us in line like a producer is supposed yes. to. So she's awesome. Thanks, Nina. Thanks, Nina. The best. She's blushing. Oh. All right. Well, let's, uh, since fashion is so deadly... Let's do fashion moment. So many looks. Yeah, looks. I had so many. Yeah, I have a few. <laughs> I figured you guys would. Yeah. I have a couple of joke. I have a, I have a couple of joke ones, and I have one joke one and and two like for serious. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Jamie, you go first. I'll go with your winner. I'll go okay. second, and Alex can go third since he has least. Ooh, so I had a lot of looks that I liked. Um, some of them are things that I'm like, I'd wear that. And then some of them are things that I wouldn't wear that, but I liked it. Um, I think my favorite of all is Jenny's light pink uh, robe. It's just like the perfect pink robe of horror. It's light pink and it's got like darker pink trim on it. It's very, very cute. So that one wins. Perfect pink robe of horror. <laughs> my winner, winner, winner has to go to our school scarves. I love them so much. Kind of want it for a prop too. I Aww. knew you. I knew one of you were going to want the scarf and or gloves. Yeah, as props. I think Jamie would want the gloves just by knowing her. But I want that scarf. I want to hang it on the wall. I actually didn't choose the gloves, but I thought about it. I just had too many other things, so I was like, "Well, uh, the gloves are going to get knocked off the list." Okay, so for me. It's hard. It's kind of a tie because it's they're very similar, just different versions. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I'll just I'll just write, do them in order. So the first one is um, the plaid skirt that Jenny's wearing with the giant safety pin mm -hmm. in in the side. Then it's very nostalgic. 
that those came out like in the late 70s when I was in junior high school, uh, the way before you were born. Um, anyway, <laughs> and um, I just loved them. I just loved them. That's my the left half of my winner because my winner is actually a tie. But um, okay. so I'll say that one. Okay. So it just it just you know which one I'm talking about, right? When they're mm -hmm. running to class late. I do. I liked it too. Yeah. Great. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm a sucker for like, I think I love me some like vintage cheerleader outfits. So the cheerleader outfits, they're like purple and cute. Each one has a letter of the school. Like I loved them. I also had the cheerleader outfits. First, I chose only the pom poms, but then I said, Ooh. fuck it, I want the whole thing, including the pom poms. The whole thing. Yeah. Uh, is it a cheat to say the entire disco scene? <laughs> Everything? Oh, wow. It. All yeah. Of it? The whole thing is no, because look. I'll tell you why it's not because a costume designer wants a picture, so all of those things are picked to create a mood. So you can have that some. Yeah, the yes. whole thing, the I, whole scene is its own look. It, it really is. They also did not spend money to license any music. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> generic. We need some generic disco here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, prom night ripped off a bunch of songs. And, <clears throat> and yeah. made their own songs sampled the they got in tunes. trouble for that right they did they, they did not go broke over that but no no but yeah they did they did get caught for sure so i'm gonna skip my second half of my winner now because i have to say that my joke choice was actually the cheerleader outfit <laughs> i looked at those i thought those are the ugliest cheerleader outfits they're so cheap with those t-shirts <laughs> yes. that didn't fit really well and the, and the fact that they're all i mean you know that one cheerleader is going to get like the r is going to be where the o is supposed to be one I day know. And they're i was not like i'd know, be the one <laughs> and they're not going to know and everybody's going to laugh at them i just like they just yeah. to me the whole thing was just setting them up for failure <laughs> they looked like the cheerleader outfits you would buy nowadays in like a spirit halloween store the t-shirts were that. so unattractive. Yeah. Yep. The t-shirts were so unattractive. Our cheerleaders always yeah. had like little vests or something like that. Something I love like... the vest look. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I do like the vest. And, and I just thought, you know, Crawford, Crawford Academy, Crawford Academy, Rich Crawford Academy, step up your cheerleader outfits. That's what I thought. <laughs> the skirts were Come so on. cute. The skirts, the skirts were cute. The skirts were and adorable. And they had a really nice flair to them. The t-shirts though ruined it. The skirts reminded me. me of this, of my skating skirts. Absolutely. I love skirts like that. Like the cute little pleats and oh. Well, the, the, they had a beautiful flare on them. Like the mm -hmm. flare was huge Yeah. as it looped around. So no, the, I, I will give you the skirts. The skirts were amazing. And the color was great. You know, my favorite skating yeah. dress was that was purple. It was like a bright purple. Aww. It was my favorite dress. I loved it so much. That's so awesome. if you haven't seen it, guys, I'll send you a picture. It was my favorite. <clears throat> I wore it all okay. the time. All yeah. the time. That in my, in my bodysuit. Like I had a head to toe. It was a... I, it was like a, I had pieced it together. It didn't come that way, but I had leggings and above the leggings, I wore, get this, I had an old swimsuit that looked so good as a leotard. So <laughs> I put it on over the leggings and it created the perfect illusion because the side had like these like stripes or something that went by, went down it. So it was black with like neon orange stripes or something and it just created a nice long look i looked very thin in that so those Love two it. i looked like a chunker in my dress but i looked very thin oh. in my uh, bodysuit so. <laughs> okay jamie 
Okay, um, I have a whole outfit here. It's Anne. Um, it's when she's leaving the headmistress's office. Um, they're mm. asking questions of all the kids or whatever. But she's got these like beautiful, like tall gray boots on, and I'm obsessed with them. Oh, and then wow. she's wearing like a gray blouse and a gray skirt with like little red flowers on it. It was a beautiful look. I'd wear that whole outfit, but the boots in particular, I really, really loved. So I really, really loved Virginia when she's kind of in the beginning after like only two people have gone missing and she's going to see Mrs. Patterson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and she's wearing like a pink blouse and a red skirt with some heels and I thought it was so good and looked great on her too and those particular heels Mm -hmm. were real like all the girls shoes because they were just a little bit chunky not by today's standards of chunky but they, they were, were like kind of loafery, of a... but they were more heel yeah. than loafery. But they were and higher. They were super they were good, cute. They were a good three or four inches. I mean, they were yeah. there was a heel on them, but they were um, square. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. you actually saw them up close back in then, it was I think it was called a stacked heel. I don't think oh. you see them as much now, but they had like little layers of, mm-hmm. of wood mm-hmm. in them. Mm-hmm. You know, so they were a very specific look. It was very popular back then. Yeah, she did, and they look all the women look good in their in their shoes for sure. Definitely. I love a stacked heel. I have problems wearing heels. I'm I'm kind of a dude. I really don't know how to walk in heels very well. <laughs> They're hard uh, to walk in. Yeah, yeah. So I love a good stacked heel. Most of my heels were that. Now I think the only heels I can actually get away with wearing without killing my feet are like my dance shoes or my character shoes because they're so comfortable. Right. I yeah. wore I wore mm-hmm. my Alex. I wore my beige character shoes on my wedding day. Th- those are I my can heels. Totally get that. You know what? Yeah. I actually Beautiful. thought when I was watching the movie that these look like character shoes on steroids yes yeah. just missing you know? a strap because and i think one of them one or two of them had straps yeah yeah had like a t-strap I, i'm pretty sure i yeah. saw a t-strap here or there oh i love a good t-strap character shoe mm-hmm. i do i yeah, got both yeah, kinds, yeah. but yeah no yeah. i went and i bought a beige pair because i always usually had black ones i yeah. bought a beige pair specifically for the wedding i don't care too much about matching but i didn't want the black and the white right the beige and the white right yeah yeah. so but i knew i could stand all day and dance all night in those because that's what they're made for and that's what's important Mm -hmm. that's right okay so back to the other half of my winners it's another one of jenny's skirts and um oh actually i have two skirts here so oh i do have three okay so this one it was a gray skirt and they're all tight in the hips but they're really long they go like below the knee and there's something really sexy about that Agreed. Um, and she looked so fucking good in, in this movie. She really was beautiful. Oh, yeah. uh, she is beautiful. I mean, but she really looked good. But it was a gray skirt. And then it had like from right above the knee down, I think on the like the left side or one of the sides, it had, I don't know how else to describe them besides like fan pleats. Like it was pleats, but they went out kind of in a fan into yeah. a slit. And she was wearing a lavender sweater with it. And it was one of those... The sweaters that were very popular back then because they were very, um, they went all the way down, but they kind of had a short look to them. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how to describe it. But this, this was before shoulder pads got really big because they weren't really wearing shoulder pads in 81. But it still gives kind of a roundedness to yeah. the uh, shoulders. And it comes in the waist. And then you've got that long, tight skirt with this fan at the bottom. It's just the colors and the style. It was just so beautiful on her. I want to say that's what she was wearing at the dance but I didn't write it down. Hmm. I'm trying to remember. So I don't remember. But the skirt, it's, there's one point, no, no, no. 
she's so, I don't know I don't remember where she was but she's running to her car at one point so she freaked out about something so it wasn't at the dance because she didn't leave freaked out she left horned up <laughs> um, <laughs> true <laughs> so it's one time when she's leaving somewhere maybe it was after she, they jumped the bridge no it was later no okay I really wish I could remember the scene because as I'm watching it and writing it down I thought of you Jamie because oh. I know you would love this skirt and I think and I remember I, I I know which one you're describing because I remember noticing it and being it's like, kind of a light pretty. gray. It's kind of a yeah. light gray. And just because when she's running that, those pleats kind of mm -hmm. have movement. Dance. Maybe that's the dancer in me too because it was like, it just was really, it was flow really I wanted, pretty. I want to say something else about fashion real quick because this is 81 mm -hmm. before it gets really um, big colors, big shoulder pads, big hair. And it's such a different time because they're at, a, at an upscale school. They aren't in uniforms, mm -hmm. but they are dressed rich. They are dressed oh, yeah. to the nines. And that was not like if you went and saw this movie in 81, it would no, not look wrong because people dressed for things back then. Yeah. And that's something that we have lost. There is no need to dress for anything nowadays. Yeah. You know, oh. especially California. That was also East Coast, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, wasn't it? What part? It was Canada. It was where it was, it was Canada. Filmed, but... was what gonna, part? Yeah. Western. Yeah, I think it was Toronto. Quebec. Didn't yeah. we look it up and say it was Quebec? We did, but I forgot what I said. Oh. <laughs> That's the thing. We looked it up. We were drinking together. So I anyway, um, I think it was Quebec because so I made it. Was a... on the eastern side. Yeah. So it's it's um so so I I think the costuming you know they, like I said they didn't spend money on the story but they spent money on costume and they spent money on special effects. Yeah. They had a really well put together um designer for yeah those. i i will say the 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 fashion was one of my favorite parts of the movie i would wear because again it has like a lot of that um it has more of that 70s feel to a lot of it um because mm -hmm. it's 81 and that's one of my favorite eras for clothing so i would wear like half of the clothes in here at least at least half all the girls skirts were amazing i loved all the heels all the little shoes like you said, people used to dress up for things. Uh, David really loves like film noir movies. So we'll watch movies from the 40s and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And you see everybody's like dressed to the nines just to like go out and run errands. Like, yeah, people people used to dress a little different. <laughs> yeah. Right. Jamie, you got any more? Oh, um, Mommy's Blue birthday dress was really oh, gorgeous. So beautiful. Mommy was amazing. Yeah, she was beautiful. Estelle, I think, was her name, too. And I'm obsessed with that name. Like, if you're named Estelle and, like, you're wearing the dress, like, mm, my favorite. <laughs> so uh, she looked amazing. <laughs> so I love the dress. Okay. I have when Anne comes to Ginny's home and Ginny's just waking up all, all groggy-like, right? And she doesn't remember. The jeans. Yes, the jeans yeah. and the blue top. Three-quarter yeah. sleeve top. I mean, you know that's all I wear. Either long that was a good look. That it was, was a great good look. look. Again, and I wear flare jeans. That's all I wear. I wear like a boot cut jean and usually a three quarter or long sleeve top, no matter how fucking hot it is, because I'm afraid of my arms. So... And she had a little. She had, she had a little tennis shoe too, right? Did yeah. Tennis oh, shoe and it was it? so cute. Yeah. And she's uh. my she, she's my spirit animal in that moment. That is that is so me, as you, you all know. So I love that one too. That's cute. cool. All right. Anything so else? the trifecta of skirts now, because I see I wrote <laughs> a, a third one down. Another one of Anne's skirts. I just loved that look because they were all the same mm -hmm. silhouette. Mm -hmm. The jean skirt she's wearing when she's getting high. I love that too. I'd wear so, that. Mm. So good. 
Yes. So good. And she runs. <laughs> I've out literally of been looking I for guess, a skirt like that. I guess that. she 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 runs out of all of her scenes wearing these great skirts. I think that was her theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until the jeans happen, and then yeah. like yes. yeah yeah that's the look for me. So, that's so funny. You know, I almost picked this as a prop, but um, I did want to mention the blue shiny kind of Crawford Academy jacket that mm -hmm. our jock was wearing the whole time. It was almost kind of like a Letterman jacket, but it was like this blue color. That was kind of fun too. Yeah. All right. Last but not least um, at the game, I think it was Anne and she's wearing a really lovely purple sweater and I just loved it. Yeah. Yeah. They had style. All of them. Yeah. The girls. Really well done. Mm -hmm. Like really Alex well said, they dressed well. Yeah. And it fit their characters. It fit the role. It fit the story. Mm -hmm. it, just, it, it, it all made sense. Okay, best hair. How's my hair? Hurricane proof. Hey, it's all about the hair. Hey, Jamie, why don't you go first on this one? Okay, there were actually some like hair moment, multiple hair moments mm -hmm. that spoke to me in this one. Um, I think that my winner, though, just because I thought it was really pretty, um, it's Amelia. And she's got like these kind of like these little waves, like almost like a bob, you know, but it's like these little waves. I had kind of like mm -hmm. a retro, like, I don't know. It was just really, really adorable. And I loved it. Um, and then shout out, I think it was, was Steve the one who had the really curly Yeah, hair. it was. I really liked that too. <laughs> you know, I love me some Steve. I know when he's did. getting kebobbed. I think that's why I liked it so much is it made me think of you, Summer, because I'm like, oh. These are the kind of curls summer is all about. So yes. I kind of love them too. <laughs> yeah. Hot guy poof. Yep. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. He's like hot asshole nerd guy slimy oh poof. Like, but he was still sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Alex, what's your winner? Well, I'm not going to say the leg hair again. I've already done that. <laughs> Another, oh, wait. We, we haven't dropped that yet, have we? No, but oh, anyway. I will be. I will be eventually. But you, if you want, if if you, the leg hair calls to you, go. Oh for no, no, it. oh it yeah, calls to me a, on a much different level. But somebody won <laughs> out. Somebody won out the leg hair, and I did not notice it the first time. I noticed it last night when I was watching it again, and I had to rewind and look at it a couple of times because it's so amazing. And Rudy's girlfriend at the dance has got crimped hair in these tiny little crimps that took forever to oh. do. I mean, look, look at it. It's worth, I will. It's worth, it's worth looking at because she's got long hair. So yeah. you know that because oh. there are these little bitty crimps, mm. but it's not big yet. It's not the 80s hair. It's actually almost like pulled back tight on her head and slick. She's got like some barrettes or something in it, like some gold barrettes maybe yeah. in it. I could be wrong about that, but she's got, she's got it tamed. Oh. And then it just falls down behind. Mm -hmm. So it was like not big disco, not big later 80s. It was like this really sort of, I don't know, the word mature is coming to my mind, but that's a, a I don't like that, the connotation. But it was a very um, sensible mm -hmm. style to a wild look. It was like a tamed, yeah. it was like a tamed look, you know? Love that. And I just, the amount of work that was put into that, her hair alone for that scene was just like, I have to, that has to win. It was Aww. beautiful. The craftsmanship. <laughs> Absolutely. Because it's yeah. like teeny, teeny tiny crimps. That's not easy to do. <laughs> and she's got long hair and it yeah. is fully crimped. Like it oh is my gosh. full on <laughs> crimped. And that takes Work. forever to do. Yeah, it does. Little pieces at the time. And if yep. your hair's thick, forget about it. 
like, like Jane, me. It just wouldn't work. It would take no. hours to try to make that happen. And I don't think it would hold on you. <laughs> it honestly. would not hold. It would. They don't hold. Nothing right. holds. <laughs> hey. My hair just rejects it all. <laughs> hey, you have you have learned how I'm to get your natural curl out, and it's beautiful. So thank you. I'm you know, still you, I'm still you got the learning. <laughs> you got the you. curls in there. You just gotta like let them go. Yeah, let them let them free. free. Yeah. All right. Uh, Gotta stop straightening them down. Let them live their life. <laughs> you know, let just let let it do what it do. Like me, I'm like, well, I guess this is just what it's going to be. <laughs> yep. Okay. But my winner. Oh, this is difficult. It is Anne. It's going to be. It's going to go to Anne. I know y'all thought I was going to say Steve. He's definitely on here. Good. It's going to Anne. It's when she intercepts Jenny when she's leaving Mrs. Patterson's office right after my fashion moment happened. And I just, mm -hmm. it's just so perfect. It is just so, so, so perfect. And then, of course, I love Steve, but I also really, really loved um, Bernadette, our first victim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's her name, right? I yep. really liked her when she's outside talking to Mrs. Patterson a lot. Mm -hmm. I thought Anne was so beautiful. Like her hair really stood out to me too, but her style, yeah. her hair, I just thought she was so gorgeous. Yeah, she was. I got things Bad to bitch. say about Anne when we get to acting. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, I saw, I, I did, I, I started a little bit of research. I think I was just so exhausted. It's been a tiring week, but I saw some of the stuff from her and she, yeah, she grew up for sure. <laughs> yeah. I had a case of mistaken identity with some of these people and I'm like, who do they look like? It's not them, but who do they resemble from that time? And so I can't wait to, I was a cool. few. That'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be good. Prop we would like to own. Ladies and gentlemen, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. Oh, you want <laughs> the whole movie? I um, told I Alex. Like four. <laughs> I texted Alex. I said my prop list is out of control. That's the pared down list. All right. Wow. Well, let's get into it. <laughs> okay. Can I just give you um, mine real quick? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Just to save time, I'm just going to run down the list here. Okay, so Ginny's bathroom mirror. <laughs> By the way, this is in no particular order. I had the purple pom-poms. Just the pom-poms, mm -hmm. not the whole outfit. That would be fun to put on my wall. I had Jamie, I'm sure you had this, the newspaper clipping. Oh, yeah. Strange disappearances. Where are Ooh. the students? Yep. That's probably would be my winner if I had to pick a winner. I Same. really love the party hat at the end. The one she puts on dad? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so ugly. It's such an ugly moment. I was like, that's a good look, good. Mr. Dane. That's a good look yep. for you. All right. Uh ooh, the prosthetic head they found in that weird guy's shack. Um, yeah, I want that too. Apartment thing. Oh, or the eyeball. Mm -hmm. The eyeball. Love the eyeball. Yeah. Um, I'll take the weight. The the weight. Yeah. <laughs> and the crotch maybe, weight? Yes. And also maybe to go with the weight, a two for the red shorts. There we go. Put it in like the Just same place. Display that beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you can hang it on the wall with the red shorts underneath it. Like you just yes. see the red shorts peeking out. Yes. Absolutely. Right. I already said I wanted the scarf, or did I? But yeah, Jamie, you said the Crawford Academy jacket in the fashion. I want that too. And that is all. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> That's the pared down list, y'all. It's not bad. Good stuff <laughs> in there. Um, I had some of your things. I had the newspaper. I had the fa the fake head on the tray. Um, I'd also really like Estelle's tombstone. 
That was gorgeous. That was nice. That's nice. One. Yeah. And then the silent woman sign, that's the tavern that they were hanging out at. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So it was oh. that great sign where it's like a headless lady. Um, so I really liked that. And just because it was super gnarly and beautiful and so gross, I would love Estelle's head as well. Fuck yeah. I just had one. I mean, of course, the weight was on my list at first, but I thought, but then if you actually have it, it just looks like a weight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what I would really want is the shish kebab. Oh, like a shellac version of the shish kebab. Yes. <laughs> so it didn't rot. Um, but then I thought, but then it's just a shish kebab. So I want a model of Steve's head with the shish kebab coming out of it. Like that oh, shot of him oh, yes. when he's first yes. killed. Like I want to make that a prop. Be so awesome. That would be so awesome. That'd be great. And the look in his eye at that moment is like, did you just shish kebab me? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, bitch, you're dead. <laughs> I know. I love the look. Yeah, it was awesome. I know. Okay. Epic line. Boy, the next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant fucking Mark Twain shit because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. Alex, guest of honor, birthday boy. What do you got? Okay. I didn't. Honestly, there was nothing epic about this script at all. So difficult. I was driving so, the struggle bus big time on lines. But I had two things that brought me a little bit of joy. Like one of them made me laugh. And actually, they both kind of made me laugh. The first one was Mrs. Patterson's whole you don't get away with shit because you're rich speech. Virginia, I know that in some ways you are a special case. It must have been hard for you to come back to Crawford. I knew your mother, you know. Well, after all, she was a local girl. Virginia, your father is a very wealthy man. And I'm afraid that is the beginning of the trouble. You and all your gang, you think that because you are rich, you can sneer at people who have had to work hard, people who've had to fight to get a decent education. But you can do just as you please. Well, I'm afraid it doesn't work like that, at least not at Crawford Academy. For now, I'm going to assign you to after-school duties. Please report to Mr. Muncie at 3 o'clock. We'll see if a little detention doesn't jar your memory. Which, after I wrote it down and thought about it, I thought, that is great foreshadowing, mm -hmm. you know, for the story. So it was actually, there are moments of really intelligent writing, and then there, they just, they just ruined it. And that was moment. one of those moments that it was really intelligent writing. I'm not saying the writing was bad. I'm saying it just wasn't like too quotable. And no, and it wasn't put, it wasn't out of all those writers, none of them were gay. That's for sure. But, um, <laughs> but they, they, um, and they just didn't string it. They just didn't, it was mm -hmm. individual writing moments were good. Yeah. They didn't put it together very well. That's how I look at it. My second one is when um what's his name rudy and his girlfriend get back together i think is that who it was she hugs him and then she thinks for a moment this is one of those moments that they acted this scene way much longer than they needed to because she thinks for a moment and then she pulls back away rudy i thought that was you i'm pretty than that <laughs> You're still a bastard. And that made yes. me laugh out loud. That made me laugh out loud. So that, that got written down. So those are my two. Oh, I love that one. You're still a bastard. 
It's true. Love that. (laughs) Jamie. Okay. um, I had three. They're all really short little quips. Um, Really short. Um, My favorite is when Bernadette is walking away from, um, what is her name? Miss Patterson, I think. Uh, She runs runs into her with her dog and she's like kind of uh, talking under her breath about it. She says, come along, Winston. Take mommy home. Come on. Winston, give mommy head. <laughs> yes, Maybe that not. was very funny. <laughs> okay, so that was my favorite. I liked that. And then there's the scene where they're uh, in the tavern. They're all giving Alfred um, shit when he comes in, howling and talking about how he does the taxidermy. And one of them just says, Come on, guys, grow up, okay? Alfred, come sit by me. And so how's the midnight taxidermist tonight? Hey, Alfred, you're Alfred, get stuffed. <laughs> um, and I thought that was funny. Um, and then lastly, I know, I know. (laughs) Lastly, it's another one of these, one of their little quips, um, where somebody, they're talking about Alfred again. Yeah. And where the hell is Alfred anyways? Well, he's on a new biology project. Stuff students. Oh, come on, you guys. He's your regular all-American boy. Ghoul, all-American. Ghoul. Say that like it's a bad thing. I love it. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm like that's like the greatest compliment. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's like who are they talking to? Can we can we be best friends, please? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) All right. I had. I mean, I found four, and there's only two that I like. Like two of these were panic picks, right? All right. So I'm going to start with my number two, my first runner-up, because I got a story that goes behind my okay. winner. All right. So number two is when they, Alfred is is the weird guy, right? The one with the 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 head. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So when they go to his apartment. God, this place is almost as weird as he is. I yeah, like okay. it. Okay, but I'm, again, I'm like, meh. Mm. Yeah. My winner is a epic conversation. It's about 30 seconds long and it's Virginia's whole flashback situation on her birthday party. Hello? Happy birthday, sweetheart. Daddy, where are you? I'm still in Caracas, honey. Oh, Daddy, I, I wanted you here so much. I know. I tried, sweetheart. I just can't get away. Now look, tell me, how's the party? Are your friends from school there? Yes. Yes, they're all here. I I wanted you to meet them. And I will, Ginny. Believe me. When I get back, we'll have another party. Promise? I promise. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye, Daddy. Why did you say that, Virginia? That your friends were here? I I didn't want them to feel bad. Your father's never kept a promise in his life. Well, where are they, your little friends from the Crawford Academy? They're not coming. What? There's a party at Ann Thomerson's house. I I heard them talking. Why didn't they invite you? Mom, they don't even know me. God damn little snots. That unleashed a core memory from third grade. They completely forgot about. Oh, I hate when mm. that happens. And you're like, I forgot that happened. <laughs> no one showed up to my birthday party one year, <gasps> except oh. Sarah and two others, maybe one other, not very many people. 
because this bitch i'm just kidding she's probably a very nice girl she just hated me and because i was a dork she's a bitch um her <laughs> name nicole stinnett oh out, out loud on a podcast the whole name i love it from orangewood elementary school <laughs> i'm telling you i just started thinking in bakersfield california they went to her party because she was the rich girl Oh my God! That could, this movie could be you. I know. I know. I was like, "Damn!" I I forgot this happened, and I was like, "Oh, oh!" Wow. But we, we handled it much better than they did. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of went off the deep end a little bit, maybe. A little bit. <laughs> but yeah, no one showed up to my party because they went to the rich girls' party instead. Wow. They missed out. But yeah, I just started remembering this whole thing. I'm like, wow, that happened to me. Kind of, not really, but kind of. I'm like, dude. Kill them no. all. Makes sense. Kill them all. Yeah. And now. Kill a couple extra just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> just for the funsies of it all. Yeah, Nicole Stinnett, man. Whatever happened to her? <laughs> I always wonder things like that because it's hard to track down females when you lose touch for 30 years because people change their names when they get married yeah so it's it can be tough i've tried to find some people and most of the time i'm unsuccessful but yeah all right my honorable mentions i'm just gonna throw them out real quick all right just because i was like oh this is how bad i was struggling you seen alfred no four down six to go <laughs> yep. no. and then the last one is um when they're at the dance and he's like do me a favor go dance with uh, maggie hey, you do me a favor what go dance with maggie whose uh idea is this her she's driving me nuts this group of friends and their their That's relationship <laughs> oh they were yeah <laughs> they were swapping and I they were about that too I yeah that. I, I do too where i'm like the the dynamic in this group of friends is very strange they support each other during sporting events but kind of blase about when they go missing <laughs> so right yeah exactly it's so <laughs> stupid it's so they're crazy. like whatever this is just yeah what but at the game they academy Go, and go, go. you got this. And then it's like, uh, oh, but they're missing. You're, getting, you're, you're drawing me into my horror holes. Uh oh. Drawing me into my horror holes. Do you want to save the, your horror yeah, let's, holes? Let's, let's, yeah, I'm going to rant. I'm saving it for a rant if you don't mind. A rant. Um, I'll, I'll we'll, let, we'll, we can do that. When we'll, 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 we'll get to the story part, yep. we can talk about yes. story. I'll let yeah, you just go. Let you lose. It's time to talk about our actors. But before we do that, we need to take an ad break. Now there's about 20 of them out there. What will we do? Don't worry, we're safe in here. They'll never get in. Why is it that in every zombie story, people always think that their safe haven is invulnerable? I know, it's like, hello, the walkers are totally gonna get in. You better get ready for it. No! Diane, get behind me. No, it's not stopping. Do something, Jack! And another thing. How come nobody in a zombie story has ever seen a zombie story? Do you know how much time in human life would be saved if just one person in the group was up on the genre? What do we do? Aim, Aim for, for the, the head. head. What? Aim, Aim for, for the, the head. head. You heard them. Aim for the head. Quick, Diane, I think we should try and fix the barricades. I think we should listen to them. 
Now that's the first good idea they've had all episode. I still don't think they're going to make it. Aim for the Head, a weekly podcast covering the hit AMC programs The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Join hosts Diana and Steve as they recap and discuss the latest episodes. Aim for the Head, available on iTunes. You can also follow them on Facebook. And now for acting. I know every face in here. i got a respect for the unknown actor. Okay, so let's try to run through, through this as quickly as possible. Okay, got it. Uh, because I got a lot. And you so, take it away because I didn't okay. really notice. I didn't really know too many of these folks. I knew some people, but I'll let you take it away. So here's what I'll do. I'll mention a name, and you guys can give me what you got, and then I'll fill in the rest. Cool. Because if I take it away, I'm taking everything. Okay. Virginia Wainwright, played by Melissa Sue Anderson. Alex, what you got for her? What about her? No, not this. She was married. The last time we saw her, she was blind and beautiful on a prairie. And then we see her in this. And that if that that wasn't reason to run to see the movie, there was no other. You know, I mean, that was good casting on their part to stick her there. And I know it was one of the things she was probably trying to break away from Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. I'm sure. That's usually what happens. They should have put that in the tagline. You remember her from the prairie. Now see her at the party. Ah! Oh! <laughs> look at you! You know. Yeah, hair. <laughs> Jamie writes the best taglines. She's way too modest, but she does. Oh, thank Same. you. Okay. <laughs> Jamie, what you got? Um, That was pretty much it. Um, She was also like a, vo- a random, you know, I don't remember her or anything, but she was voiced on a couple episodes of the X-Men cartoon, and I used to love that show. Oh, so wow. I had to mention that. All right. I also have, um, she was just a bit part in the reboot from 1994 of Burke's Law. I watched the reboot. I did not watch the original. The reboot had Peter Barton in it, and he's hot, okay? Don't judge. Uh, and she had a small part in a movie with Dina Meyer that I love. It's on Tubi right now. It used to be. I'm pretty sure it still is. called Crazy Eights. It's from 2006. And have any of you seen Dead Men Don't Die with Elliot Gould? It's about a reporter who gets murdered and then she's brought back to life by way of voodoo. That's so awesome. I've never it's seen so it, good. but I have to. That's great. It's so good. Okay. <laughs> it's so That's entertaining, fun. guys. You're going to love it. That's awesome. all I had. But when I was watching this, I was like, who the fuck does she remind me of? She has a quality. What is it? She has a very Deborah Foreman quality in that time period of like the April Fool's Day era. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Kind of, kind of has a few of her mannerisms, facial expressions, facial shape. Okay. Glenn Ford, Doctor David Faraday. I mean, this guy lived a good long time. Passed at ninety yeah. years old in two thousand six. Kind of a legend. Re- seemed to retire from acting in nineteen ninety one. What you guys got? I don't have anything. Like I said, you've got all the acting stuff. I just, I'm, I know yeah. I love him. I know I love. Him. He was one of those actors that you think. He was such a classic actor for so long. What's he doing this movie for? <laughs> but he was really good in it. He was really good in it. So He was. You know, he's been in so many things. Some of them I recognized, but I haven't necessarily seen them. So I'll let you take this one away, Summer. Okay. I, that's probably where they spent all their budget is getting him. Probably. Maybe. I'm so serious. Uh, Superman. Right? Yes, that's right. Um, the original 310 to Yuma, 1957. Mm-hmm. Huh? I haven't yeah, even seen the remake. Good. I remember yeah. the original. Uh, the, I've seen the remake. I haven't seen the original. The remake's really, really good. Remake is really good. And I remember seeing this with my grandma 
a long time ago, so I can't remember the details on it. It was a very old movie from the 40s, like a film noir almost, a romantic thriller called Gilda. Anyone seen that? No. Yes. Right? It's been a long time. It's yeah. been a long time since I've seen it, but I know I've seen it. Yeah. Yes. So that was a grandma movie. So I have fond memories of that one. All righty. Lawrence Dane playing daddy, Wainwright, Hal Wainwright. We lost him last year. Just last year yeah. to cancer. He was 84 years old. He, what did, he was about? a Canadian actor, right? I did read a little bit last night about some of them, and then I got tired and had to go to bed. But um, <laughs> he did a lot. He the, a lot of these were Canadian actors, weren't they? Yeah. Well, it's if a Canadian film, and they like to use their yeah. own. All right. So he had a moment in the movie of the week. That's how I remember him most. Okay. Oh, how All fun. Right. We talked about this in our Hellraiser 3 episode that will be coming out soon. <laughs> Uh, he was in a movie with Terry Farrell called Crossing the Line. Mm. He was in a movie called Lethal Vows with John Ritter and Miko oh. Hughes. Well, oh, oh, fun. Miko was like a preteen at that time. So he was okay. on the older side. He wasn't that child actor anymore. He did Double Jeopardy. No, not the movie you're thinking of, the big one. But he did a TV version, not the same story, with Brittany Murphy. Oh. I love Brittany. He did a movie of the week. I know, Jamie, we've talked about this recently in something, Mr. and Mrs. Loving, based on, you know, the Lovings and that whole situation. Oh, okay. We did that, talk about that. Yeah, I can't remember what episode it was, but that I was a 1996 movie. I remember seeing that and being so sad. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like little me had like no concept of like, wow, this was actually illegal once. What? Yeah. So, yeah, that was like when I was like, dude. Anyway, um, other movies. Bride of Chucky. Yeah, that was first on my list. <laughs> I love Bride of Chucky so much. <laughs> the Mary-Kate and Ashley movie, It Takes Two. I loved Mary-Kate yeah. and Ashley movies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dark oh. Man 2. Dark Man, anyone? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Love the Dark Man series. Scanners. Yep. Oh, my goodness. That, oh. Okay. Oh, so much tomato soup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And TV shows. Poltergeist the Legacy. He was in the later seasons of the 90s version of La Femme Nikita. Flashpoint. Mannix. The original Mannix. Um, oh, wow. The Mission Impossible show. Uh, the Mod Squad. The Virginian. I Spy. All the stuff. Oh, my gosh. He's been around forever. He has yeah. been around forever. Well, this came but... out in 81. This came out in 81, though, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, he was a very handsome man in 81. And he was a very, very handsome man before that as well. But I'm sure. I mostly know him from the mid to late 90s and early 2000s. That's, that's my era for him. Mm -hmm. And did I leave anything out? Probably not. All right. He also had like a million credits. So those were yeah, just he ones did. I really was aware of. Sharon Acker playing Estelle Wainwright. Mama Wainwright. We lost <laughs> her this just a few months ago. 87 years Aww. old in March. Um, for her, I just had the powers of Matthew Starr. Speaking of Peter Barton, you know, uh, and Simon and Simon and the Mission Impossible show again and Gunsmoke. Simon and Simon. Right? Hey, <laughs> I loved Simon and Simon. My mom oh, watched yeah. that. I watched that with my mama and Gunsmoke with my dad. Mm -hmm. Anything for him at all? Mm -mm. Her? Unfortunately, no. All right. Okay, so this is a fun one for me. <clears throat> Francis Highland. Playing Mrs. Patterson. We lost her in 2004. She was 77. She was uh, in Avonlea. I've talked about this multiple times this year in our show. 
it was like an Anne of Green Gable spinoff show on Disney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In The Changeling. The Changeling oh, is what I knew her from. I love that movie. That's where I recognize her from. I haven't seen it on Love time, that but movie. But primarily, she was a big theater actress from, oh. the, from the 50s. She did a lot of theater in uh, London, and she did a lot of Shakespeare. She was Stella in A Streetcar Named Desire in 1950. She was in A Winter's Tale in 1951. Uh, Let's see here. She did a lot. She did a lot of theater, and she did a lot of Shakespeare, and she directed a lot. She directed um, Moby Dick in Vancouver in 1969. She directed Harold Pinter's The Birthday Party in Calgary in 1970. She directed... Othello in 1979 so her thing was mostly theater not a whole lot of screen cool. stuff for her for me That's oh cool. and the stage version I like the stage version of way better than the movie the stage version of Driving Miss Daisy oh, oh. wow stage version is really really all right Tracy Bregman and Thomerson the friend what a strange last name that was too Thomerson yes yeah. I kept thinking, are they mispronouncing her name? <laughs> is it Thompson? <laughs> yeah. Right. Tomlinson. Is right. Tom- no, it's Thomerson. Thomerson. wonder where they pulled that out from. Who was named Thomerson in their lives, right? I don't know. All right. Now, my mama mm. was a big soap watcher on CBS. Was she? Did she watch it? Yep. At, religiously. Never missed an episode from the time I can remember, probably until shortly before I moved out. Never missed an episode of any of those four soaps. And she was a regular on The Young and the Restless from 1983 until now. Yeah. Wow. Now she's still at it. And she played the same character on The Bold and the Beautiful periodically from 1992 until now. So it just, just keeps wow. crossing over. So that's really how I know her. I didn't really know her. That's pretty much all but she I did. did but I did see some pictures of her it. from her soap opera. Mm-hmm. Some pictures. Mm-hmm. She's, I think she's had some work done. She looks good, though. <laughs> yes. She doesn't look like her anymore, but she looks good. Yeah. This version is, is, a, is a good version. <laughs> at least it's not, at least it aged well. No, it's a good version. I'm, I'm giving her props. I'm not, yeah, because you know, yeah, sometimes like it, but... people have to work done it. It, is a, uh, it does not age well. And it's like, ooh. No, That's no. why plastic yeah. surgery is so scary. You don't know what's going to happen. Matt Craven, no relation to Wes, playing Steve Maxwell. Devil. Yep, I recognized him from that. Fucking devil. I love devil. Okay. Have you seen devil? Yeah. I don't, Alex? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Sometimes it's, I say that I haven't seen movies, and then I see them, and I oh, yeah, I have. I just it's don't remember an M. Night Shyamalan movie. It all takes place pretty much in an elevator, and there's a devil in the elevator, and they don't know who it is. That it's one really I have good. not seen, but I love that kind of thing, so I will have You'd to put like that it. down as my list. Yeah, it has I a great love cast. That. Really good cast. And I love those like small like location kind of movies where they're just basically in one place the whole time like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was when I the whole time I was watching this movie, I knew I knew him. I knew he was super duper familiar. And when I started reading his credits, it all started to come back. So there was that X-Men first class public enemies. By the way, I was in Chicago watching them film that on the streets here. It was great. Cool. That's right. after. That's right after I moved here. And a lot of my wow. swing dance friends were extras in that for the swing dance scene. <gasps> Oh, How cool. fun. Mm-hmm. I came here too late to be in it, though. Ah. I know. Missed that casting call. Disturbia. Uh, Deja Vu. Love that movie. And then um, the 2005 Assault on Precinct 13. He was in seasons 7 and 8 of ER periodically. Uh, the comedy Bleacher Bumps with Brad Garrett. I love that movie. That one. 
He was in the American Gothic television show, the 95 version, not the newer version. Okay. A Few Good Men and Blue Steel. Well, that Did makes sense why he looks so familiar. Right. Did I leave anything yeah. out from y'all? No. No, no I don't think so. Lenore Zan playing Maggie. I just had Kingdom Hospital and Millennium, the show. Yeah. She she did a lot of voice work, I noticed. Like yeah. lots of lots of voice work, lots of cartoon shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, David Eisner playing Rudy. Uh, I for him, I thought I'd see him a lot. I had not. I just had Bless the Child from two thousand. It's in Taking Lives. It had Angelina Jolie. I kind of remember that movie. Mm, I don't and he was in Goodwill Hunting too, but it's been a while since I've seen it. So I'm like, I can't I can't yeah. picture him in it. But that's the he thing. was in I it. I can't picture him, so that's why I didn't write down. Yeah. <laughs> I can't Our... picture him in it, but definitely okay. seen it. <laughs> this is another one that really reminded me of someone and I had to watch and think on it really hard. And that was um Leslie Donaldson playing Burnett O'Hara, our opening kill. Curtains, that's all I got, right? Same. Okay. But I was like, who the fuck does she look like? Like, in present day, she looked like somebody. So I knew, obviously, it wasn't her. She looks like Adrian Curry, like a lot, especially in her mannerisms and facial expressions. So I was like, dude, could be your mom. Mm. <laughs> and I love me some Adrian Curry. I think I she's kick ass. So, I do too. Yeah. Yeah, so I watch a lot of Adrian Curry. I love her live streams. And I try to learn how to do my makeup like her. Because, <laughs> like, Alex, I kind of suck at makeup a lot. I, I really need lessons. <laughs> I smear it on and hope for the best. Same. <laughs> okay, Murray Westgate playing the gatekeeper. Oh, he had 100 credits. Wow. I, I only knew Scanners Part 2, though, which I hated. Yeah. Huh. Like a lot. He was a great uh, gatekeeper in this, though. Yeah. The Professor Herregard. How do I pronounce this guy's name? Jerome Tiberheim? Maybe. Sounds good. Yeah. He was a stuntman mostly. He did stunts for The Dead Zone, The Kiss, but uh, he also played Mr. Teb in Brain Scan. I just saw that a few months ago. And then uh, Scanners. And he was Dr. Carl in the original Rabbit, Cronenberg's. Cronenberg's Rabbit in 1977, and he was the Englishman in Confessions of a Dangerous Mind with Sam Rockwell. Oh, okay. I love that movie. I do too. Yeah, yeah, I think I've seen that one too. I love that. Hey, um, what is the crazy scanners connection to this movie? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that weird. Like they were. Yeah. All oh, there's connections all over the place. I believe producers on that one. Yeah. Also, um, I noticed oh, okay. a, there was a number of people who were in um, an iteration of the um, Hitchcock Presents series. Mm-hmm. Multiple oh, okay. people on this cast had episodes in that, like many, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Ah, the bartender, Vlasta Vrana. 278 credits this guy has. Wow. That's wow. a working actor, y'all. Big working actor. Good but I, I remembered him from Red Part 2. <laughs> he <laughs> was in one of the made for tv directive video sequels of the cutting edge okay guilty seen it the secret window and have you guys seen the jackie gleason biopic with brad garrett from like 20 years ago no, no. i think it was nbc it was one of those movies uh, brad garrett played jackie gleason and it was awesome uh he was also in an, the audrey hepburn biopic with jennifer love hewitt playing audrey same time period that was awesome. Night of the Demons Part 3. And Brain Scan again. And The Kiss again. And Shivers from 75. And Scanners 2. 
and many, 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 many voiceovers. So many, so many. Mm -hmm. Okay. Griffith Brewer playing Berger. I just had what I have. He was in one of the Amityville movies from 1990, Amityville Curse with Kim Coates in it. I don't really like that one that much. Um, and he was in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Seasons 1, 3, 4, and 6. Aww, mm. Love that show. Just kept mm -hmm. coming back. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Ron Leah played Amelia's dad. Oh, Saw 4, guys. Saw Part 4. Love Part 4. Aww. Oh, yeah. Many Christmas movies. Now, a lot of these people did Christmas movies, but I haven't seen any of them. I've seen this guy's Christmas what? movies. I know. That's why I didn't mention them until now. I've seen his. Also, we talked about this with Malcolm McDowell, Jamie, Packed with the Devil, a.k.a. Dorian. Mm. It's a Dorian Gray story. And I rented that, you know, 25 years ago, and I loved it. So that, was, that made me happy. And it's streaming on Tubi right now, I think. Cool. He did a Diagnosis Murder episode with Stephanie Zimbalist and Paul Gleason from huh. season seven. I love that episode. It was awesome. I love Stephanie. And a movie called Cursed from 1990 about, get this, a possessed gargoyle. Okay, anyway, that's ahead. all I had for cast, guys. Did I leave anyone out you want to mention? Because I only talked about the people I knew of and there was a lot more. This cast no. list was huge. I mean, I think all the cheerleaders got a credit and it was huge. Oh, they I, did. Mean, I, I was overwhelmed. They credited anybody who was yeah. accidentally walked on screen. So yep. <laughs> it's like fifty I'm not plus mad people. At that. No, 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 it's good. It's no, it's cool. I'm just, I'm a smart ass. I didn't I'm but I'm they didn't mean that. I'm like, hey, way. that's me accidentally walking on screen. <laughs> ah. Okay. Cinematography. I've I've never seen anything like this before in my life. Okay, our cinematographer was Miklos Lente, and I only knew one thing, which we talked about, Jamie, a couple years ago. He did the adaptation of the Christopher Pike novel, Fall into Darkness, with Tatiana Alley and Jonathan Brandis. We talked about it in our Clown at Midnight episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, I got a few things to say. Can I just go? Go for yeah. it. It's too fucking dark. Yeah. There was definitely yeah, okay. moments I... where I couldn't really see. Yeah. Um, Jamie, it was not your TV. It was too dark. <laughs> I'm always like, I think it's my TV. And Summer's like, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. What the hell is Summer talking about? Blood drops on the tile? It's oh, from the, 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 the bell church, tower. They, they, but they were not where they were supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> because it, it should be coming straight down from where the rope is. Yeah. But the priest looks at it like, like he sees the rope in his hand. He sees the blood on it. And then he looks like two feet away on the floor. Where the, I'm like, that's not how physics work. Yeah. That's, a, that's another horror hole for you. Yeah. Oh, so many holes. <laughs> so little time. Yeah. I, thanks, thanks, guys, because I didn't specify what that meant. Oh, uh, well, I don't know you. if that's what you meant, but. Um, it has to be. Dead man's party. Yeah. I love, I love the dead man's party. I was like, sign me up. I want to join. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, I have this last one, but I'm going to wait till the rest of you go because I got a rant. So, Jamie. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a little too dark in places. Um, <laughs> I wrote glove on a shrub. Um, there's like the shot where the black gloves are on the shrubs. Oh. And then I was like, you've heard of up on the shelf. How about glove on the shrub? Um, so I liked that. 
I like to, there's that really creepy scene where the motorcycle guy like sneaks into her fucking house and is like creeping on her and watching her and like steals her panties and literally like shows her her panties. But anyway, there's a scene where he's watching her through the slats in the, in the closet and it's like very voyeuristic. I liked it. It was creepy. Okay. Um, let's see. I and then there were some good shadows, like people shadows. There were some points where she was in the cemetery and you see the shadow like on the tombstone. And you can okay. see that you can see the scarf in the silhouette, like in the oh. shadow, and you're like, Oh, mm-hmm, yep, it's one of the one of the kids. Um, and then I really, really, really loved when the dad at towards the end is walking to the cottage and he's kind of like everything's kind of revealing itself but it's raining there's a little light in the cottage i just uh-huh. loved how that whole thing looked mm, very yeah. good uh, alex so i guess the running theme for me this whole thing is like they took something really really good and then they did something stupid <laughs> with because like a couple of things that you really really liked also really really irritated me mm-hmm. um because it just like the whole peeping Tom scene, I will wait on the rant for this. Wait, talk about story. That that's the first thing on my rant list. Yeah, um, it's rant worthy. <laughs> it was it was beautifully filmed, mm-hmm. and then we'll just leave it at that. But um, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Uh, and then the dad scene. There's a moment when he's walking through the forest, and I cannot figure out how big because it feels like a forest now. It's your yard, but oh, like, yeah. there's a shot. There's a shot where he's walking through the trees and then you see the shot of the window with the light through a tree. Mm-hmm. But then you see him come through another tree and then they shoot that same shot through the tree. So he's got to go through like two trees. But the way that it shot, it's like, well, was that just the tree that he came through? And then you see him from uh, the back shot. So you see him walk into camera and then through the next tree. Yeah. I'm like, how many trees did that poor man have to walk through? And it just it just didn't it make raining. sense. It is you couldn't tell. Oh, you just couldn't. I just don't confuse me. And I'm smart. <laughs> I'm a smart movie watcher. So when you do something like that, and I've told you this before, I'll say this probably every time we talk. I am the best audience member you'll ever want to have because I will believe. I go into watching something wanting to believe any world you create, mm-hmm. and if you mess it up, it just kind of pisses me off. Because mm-hmm. it's like do your job. I'm yeah. I'm easy. I'm an I'm an easy I'm an easy hole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so fill it, damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Me, it's like, I know what cinem- you mean. I do. Cinematography was one of those things, and when we talked about music, I have the same note about the music. It was exactly what it was supposed to be for a horror movie, and it was nothing more. Period. That I think you know what that means. I don't have to over-explain that, right? Mm-mm. There was nothing original, really. Yeah, it was sort of phoned in for me. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay. So my final note, and this applies to cinematography and music and overall sound of this movie. And I didn't do any research on this movie going in. I just bought it because I knew we were going to do it. And then I started watching it and I'm like, oh, Canada. This is Mm -hmm. definitely 80s or 70s Canadian. I said to Alex, this looks a lot like My Bloody Valentine, a lot like Prom Night, and a lot like Terror Train. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like it too. 
And I don't know what that quality is, but that is the first thing I compared it to. And maybe a killer party, but killer party yeah. was a little later, mm-hmm. like a few years later. So there's a detached feeling you get watching these movies. Yeah. Like the voice dubbing doesn't sound like it's quite lined up, but it is. You know what I mean? It's lined up, but there's, I don't know how to, and it's older films, like newer films don't do this as much. Mm-hmm. But they sound I don't know what I don't know what the like is, but there's a detachment. There's yeah. a detached feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. And the voice doesn't belong to the body is what it feels yeah. like. Right. Kinda like Hellraiser when they dubbed in Frank, right? Yes. That kind it, it, it feels like it feels like they filmed everything. Like and baby bad went, looping. And they went and dubbed it all back in. Or something. Yep. That's what it feels it's yeah. just, there's a disconnect. And I think it's kind of the same feel, and maybe and maybe that translates. It makes sense to me with the sound, but maybe that translates into cinematography. Maybe it's just a style mm-hmm. or something. So maybe that's why there's a similarity. It was a style, and I saw this, and I'm like, Canada, definitely Canadian. And you were and right. I didn't mm-hmm. think anything more of it until I was out with Alex last week and we were talking about it and I looked it up on IMDb right then and there and I'm like, Quebec, right? Yep. Anyhow, upon further research, this is has the same producers as My Bloody Valentine and Shivers and Rabbit, all Canadian movies. And I think those I think Shivers was Canadian. I know Rabbit was. Anyhow, this was part of the whole like Canadian B movies of the time. It was a thing and it had a name. Are you ready for this? So ready. Connexploitation. Oh. That's a thing. I, I got to explore this uh, subgenre. So, like Canada exploitation? Yeah. Like, you know, they call them Canucks. Connexploitation. Mm-hmm. Oh, Canucks. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. I love it. So, they were like the Bloom House of Canada in the yeah. 80s. It had. It was a thing. It was or a dimension thing. films. But but I I texted Alex. I said, oh, this looks looks like this Canadian. And I said, it looks like Terror Train. It looks like Prom Night. It looks like My Bloody Valentine. Because they were all of that era within yeah. a few years of each other. And it's like, sure enough, there she is. But it I really exploitation. Remi- it really reminded me of MBV for sure. I knew that it was uh, shared producers from My Bloody Valentine because they also use that in some of their like 10 taglines. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, I'm learning From the producers of My Bloody Valentine. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the tagline from the producers yeah. of My Bloody Valentine. You don't even know anymore. Yada, yada. Happy birthday. Yeah. That's all you got. That's yep. your tagline. Yeah. Too much. If you like having that holiday ruined, wait till you see what we do to your birthday. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is better than like some of the taglines, just to put it out there. (laughs) I'm not a bad writer, so. (laughs) Facts. Doesn't matter what happened. What matters is what looks like what happened. And what looks like what happened is pretty nasty. All right. So and in my effects, I said the same thing. Sounds like prom night. (laughs) That yeah. sounds like prom night. And what was it I sent you, Alex? I sent you something. Oh, in the um, sound department, the same guy that did My Bloody Valentine yes. and Terror Train did this. The sound, it had the same sound mixer. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, All right. right. So that explains a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. I think I think we had talked a lot about effects in our kill section, but I really, really emphasized the surgery and I wrote ick, icky, gross, ick. Yeah. I think that's the grossest moment of the movie. Like it's the gnarliest moment of the movie. Mm-hmm. I will say I, I liked our kills. We talked about the ones we liked. Some of them I wish I would have gotten to see a little bit more of like the carnage. Like yeah. we we only got a really good glimpse at the scarf kill. We see him like mangled up, his face mangled up, but it's like so quick. I wish I could have seen a little bit more of that. Yeah, we need the extended cut because it was made. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, we, in there. We have to figure that out. Yeah. Can I just say Anne's kill at the end is so anticlimactic. <laughs> it was so annoying. It was so anticlimactic. <sighs> yeah. It was like she turned Well, unbeknownst to us, they'd already killed her once beautifully. So I just. <laughs> That's yeah. all you get. Been yeah. there, done that. Sorry, Allie. Been blew there, all our that. budget on yep. your first kill. <laughs> That no one's ever going to see. So, okay, what's the matter with me? Because the way that you guys described the uh, the brain surgery just now, I wrote underneath special effects, brain surgery was cool. It was cool, but it was It was cool, but it It was was No, no, no. I know you felt that way, but I mean, it 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 made me laugh right now. They're like, it was really gross. It was really gnarly. It was was really cool. Gross equals cool. Totally. I know it does. No, no, I totally know it does. So, um, so that was probably that's the one I wrote down. But like I, and you know, we said it all before in the other ones. It was just really, those were really well done. They, they, they really went all out for the special effects, and I appreciated that. Same. Music. Music is my life. <laughs> the people come together. together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Madge will probably sue all of us for the cease and desist. I know, I know. Well, I'll go ahead and write. Can I go ahead and start with music? Yeah. Because I actually yeah. wrote something down on it. Because, um, okay, I have two things. So music, I wrote exactly horror. It's exactly what it's supposed to be at every moment. <laughs> and then I wrote about the opening sequence. It's because um, whenever we do one of these, I do one of these with you, I watch the movie the first time just try to watch it. And then I watch it back again later and do mm-hmm. notes and stuff like that. Especially and like I, for us, I've never seen this. So I, yep. uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Same. And it was hard for me to watch the opening sequence without starting to write about the music, which is odd for me. Cause that's not usually the first thing that pops up, but um, maybe I've done enough of these now that my mind's bending that way. But I wrote opening sequence, slow and creepy, but kind of pretty. Um, as first kill comes down the walk, it builds almost happy then quickly frantic until the leash gets her. From the beginning, you know you're going to get surprises, but in a traditional horror way. So that was what I thought of the music. Alex, you need to be a horror journalist, I'm just saying. Yeah, I can't really top that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very, I'm, 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 my mind, that's how I work. I did write, though, on the back page, closing song is great. (laughs) The closing song was great. I loved it. Yes. Um, I wrote again, sounds like prom night. Uh, I couldn't get over this. And then, uh, same thing, opening titles. I wrote, I described it as like a waltzy piano almost, maybe, and also music boxy. Very, that's yeah, that pretty totally. but creepy sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. pretty but creepy. It's just missing the little ballerina on a spindle, right? Totally. 99 bottles of beer, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know what? I was all for our, our gang of snobs on that one. Shut that shit I down. Know. Same. Like, how long does it take? How long does it take to get from 99 to 1? 
that's a lot. Yep. It's <laughs> a long, long time. Too long. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> By the way, can I say that our composers on this one are Bo Hardwood, who did the, the sound mixing. That's the sound mixing guy. And Lance Rubin. Now, Lance worked on Motel Hell. Mm. Dallas, Knott's Landing. Bo, he did the sound mixing for Entourage, Six Feet Under, Felicity, My So-Called Life, Night of the Demons 1 and 2, UHF, My Bloody Valentine, and Terror Train. So he had a nice little mixture of talent on this movie. And I forgot to mention this in Kill. I just want to go back and mention this really quickly. And I, I just think I was so distracted by all of our other kills. I love our opening kill. Just like I love our opening music. It was so pretty. It was so awesome. And she did exactly what I always wondered why people didn't do in these stupid movies is why don't you just try to play dead for a second or two? Yeah. Yeah. Until the, and I thought, and I I've like often, that. and I've mm-hmm. often thought to myself, if I was in such a situation, would I be able to pull it off? I, I think, yeah. I mean, she pulled it off kind of. I loved it. Maybe she should have played dead a little bit longer mm-hmm. <laughs> to get away. But I love how she just plays dead. And it's such a great opening. The game. only thing they didn't do a little bit longer in the movie. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Everything else was a little bit right. longer. <laughs> I did like her. I did like her chase, though. I loved uh-huh. that first she's strangled in the back by the car, and then she plays dead. And then she runs right into the arms of the killer, and then she's dead. Mm-hmm. I love that kill. It's beautiful. Loved it. That was a great way to open the movie. It was kind of a bummer <clears throat> when we didn't get any kills for a while after we opened with that. Yeah. It took a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, we also have the Happy Birthday to Me song. Yes. <laughs> I actually liked it. That was our music box too. song. Yeah. Anything else on music, y'all? No, I think that kind of covers it. It was very pretty compositions at the beginning, like you guys said. I wrote playful flutes and oboes at one point, and then I had some like slicey kind of sounds, like the horror stuff, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Christy Allison in her oboe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every time lis- I mention an oboe. <laughs> Christy listens to the show, I know, because we work in the same office, and sometimes she'll come up to me, walk up to my desk, stare at me for a second, and then just say something that we had just said on the podcast, and Normally, it's a month out. I have no idea what the fuck she's talking about. And she's like, I'm listening to you. She has her head. She goes, I'm listening to you right now. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm like, oh, that's right. (laughs) So, Christy, I expect you to walk over to my desk right now and talk about oboes. Please. (laughs) Come on. Where are you at? The oboe connection. Hello. I am waiting over here. There you are. Okay, so aging. Stand the test of time. Oh boy. <laughs> I think it's definitely from its time period. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it's it's it, it's a horror movie from that time period. I think story-wise, I think it still is, even though they, you know, it, I think the story itself is one that's going to be told over and over again, a different version of it. You know, that's not the only time a story like this has been told. You know, and it's always a fun one, but. uh it's definitely a product of its environment, I think. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jamie, anything to add? Uh, no, I mean, it's totally, totally specific to the time it came out, but we love it for that reason. Um, I mm-hmm. love, like, movies from this time period, so mm-hmm. it has it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I love that. I love Canuxploitation. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it had know. such a fun name. Either, it has a I love name, it even more. <laughs> this is a thing. Love learning it. it's fun 
Yeah, with Freddie. Learning with Freddie. Yes. <laughs> Alex, you haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. I may know. have, actually. At one point, he writes Sometimes down that he fun with Freddie. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I probably just don't remember it. We, when I was, we, we, we aren't there yet, but I have seen, I've watched Hellraiser 4 a couple times now. I haven't started taking notes yet, but I've watched it a couple times. And as I'm watching it the first time, I thought, oh, I've seen this. I didn't remember any of it until I saw it, but I remember it. It's like, oh, you know what? I, I know I've seen this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was good to revisit it. His body will come popping up in the last reel somewhere. Eyes gouged out, fingers cut off, teeth knocked out. See, the police are always off track with this shit. If they watch prom night, they'd save time. There's a formula to it. A very simple formula. Everybody's a suspect. Okay, twist. Jamie. Okay, now because this movie is so full of twists, and we have Birthday Boy here, I think we should share the twists because there's too many to go around for just me. There's so many twists in this movie. Go for it. Okay. Well, first... First of all, I want to say, like, it's, (laughs) I think, like, every character is, like, well, not every character, but so many characters are set up as red herrings, like, throughout this thing. So many. There was one point where I was, like, yeah, it might be Anne. And then I was, like, oh, yeah, but it's Jenny. And then it's, like, okay, I get what you're doing here, guys. Everybody's a red herring. So lots of red herrings there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There were so many red herrings, there were no herrings. Yeah, I, I mean, know. it was just like it was. It was like it was like a red herring is supposed to be one thing that stands out that throws everything else off, and they just every scene was a new red herring, and it was so I was just oh 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 yeah oh I'm just I'm I'm oh with those things that made made me it upset me the scene <laughs> the scene constantly in the belfry I've got a knife it was just so bad. I know. I know it was directed that I was just so too much. <laughs> I know. So, so that's, I'm glad you brought that up. So, um, yeah, the too many red herrings. <laughs> yeah. So all throughout my little twist list, cause I keep that going. It's like, okay, so we're painting this person, but now it's this person. So it's like, really, it's none of, you know, it's everybody. It. I don't know. There's too many red herrings. We're over this already. Um, so, Jamie, and then- did, did you know, did, did you know that, did you think it was going to be our, our Ginny? And then, then did you even also suspect Anne at any point? I suspected Anne kind of early on, actually. I'm trying to remember what it was. There was Which one is so interesting because that wasn't supposed to be the thing. Yeah, I know. But there was one moment, and I don't remember what exactly happened, where I was like, I feel like maybe it's Anne. I think I thought it was Anne because she was the one who seemed, like, I guess, like the closest to Jenny in mm-hmm. some ways. Like She was keeping tabs on Jenny. Um, and too so many tabs. That, yeah, too many tabs. It was a little sus. Um, That's why you drink Diet Coke now. <laughs> yes, too many tabs. <laughs> they discontinued Coke. Discontinued my tab. So, yes, oh, yes. Sad yes. summer. Hey, I I know it's terrible for you, but I really like the taste of saccharin. Okay, leave me alone. It's all good. It's all good. All right. All right. Yeah. So I, yeah. But yeah, out loud. <laughs> I love my tab. I never bought it because it was so expensive in the last ten years. Oh, how funny! But up until ten years ago, I was still drinking tab in my pretty pink can. That's so funny. Continue. <laughs> okay, so then of course you know we have like we have the whole situation where it's like, wait, does she have a twin sister? Is this what this is? Is it a twin sister? And then like she pulls off the mask, and I'm like, where'd that come from? 
did right? Alfred make it? It's kind of she mentions him, but like when and how and anyway, I thought that was would you Horror guys think holes. of a mask? Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> okay, so, so that reminded me of popcorn. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Alex, have you seen popcorn? That sounds familiar. Like I said, if I if it's been a while, it's not as fresh. So yeah, it I was. A, I think it was a 1990, 1990 that sounds 91, right. 92. Yeah. Sounds very like familiar. You'd recognize the cover. I think you've probably seen that. You'd recognize the cast for sure. It had yeah. an extraordinary cast in the horror people. But um, God, who was that guy? The our lead. Spoiler alert for popcorn guys. Our lead. Uh, he died young. He died of AIDS real young, right after this movie came out. But he was in My Girl. He was one of the classmates uh, right in the oh. writing class in My yeah. Girl. Mm-hmm. And he had really curly hair. God, his last name started with a V. I'm blanking on it. Anyway, I he was a great actor. Amazing, amazing actor. Gone way too soon, for sure. He was, I don't even think he was 40. And uh, and he was he was super sick when he was filming this movie. This was one of his last. Mm-hmm. And he, at one point, he's masking and unmasking with that whole, like, silicone stretchiness. And it was awesome! Oh, so, I've anyhow, you got to watch Popcorn Alex, even though I just ruined it. But you've probably already seen no, it. No, no, no. I think I've I bet seen you've it. seen That's it. Familiar, but I, I would probably be, everything deserves another look. I mean, yes. I love popcorn. Yeah. I, I do too. Nina, you can pop on for a second. I introduced it to Nina, and she, after she saw it <laughs> on streaming, she went and bought it. Right. I love wow. popcorn. Like the next day, bought it. So good. <laughs> wow, so that's good. nice. Yeah. So yeah, so check out popcorn, Alex. Anyway, sorry, Jamie, continue. Um, and then you know, of course, we have the whole reason that Anne has for you know her revenge and everything, which is that her mom was sleeping with Jenny's dad and. That ruined everything and yeah so there's that that was kind of popcorn all <laughs> popcorny also it does mm-hmm. and also the easter bunny massacre oh yeah that's right yeah i like that kind of storyline and who knew they were sisters what yeah, yeah. yeah that that was fun yeah and actually one of the things that they did really well which and i know sometimes jamie you you i'm very semantical so I love it when you do the twist because I love it when you do twisted cinematography because you're so intelligent about them and you're so they're so well thought out the way you describe them. <laughs> and in my mind, some of the stuff that you say aren't necessarily what I call twists because I like same actually. That's <laughs> just like, plot points. Yeah, yep, the, the big I know. twist, right? But um, jumping on your vibe, however, because I don't think it's necessarily a twist, but the way that they revealed her memory and oh, told yeah. that part of the story was yeah. really really good you know the fact that they did the the game of chicken in the beginning you had no idea. like you would freak out doing that whether you had that experience or not so when you find out mm. you know what's what i think it was seven hours later we found out how her mom died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i know <laughs> yeah so when you when you find out later what happened then you go oh my god that's why that was so that part right there was really good storytelling you know, there was a yeah. couple of moments where I think there was one shot where you, when she, her memory was starting to come back, she didn't have it back. And there was just a shot of her mother in the water. Yep. And I was you like, know, oh, was she drowned. Right. But then you, but then they went away from that and then you didn't get yep. to it till later. So that was really, I call it a, a Jamie's twist. So we'll, we'll call it. You yes. Know, <laughs> just, Jamie's so twist, those, AKA plot point. <laughs> yeah. But they're those really strong plot points. They're, they're the yes. moments that the story goes a new direction. Mm-hmm. 
Totally. You know? I like, think that totally classifies get... as a twist, though, because it's going a new direction you didn't see coming. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, 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 th and that, and I never would have. Like I said, I'm very sort of pedantic and semantical about things sometimes. So you opened up my, uh, you opened Aww. me up a little bit there. Not in a holes kind of way, but I was gonna yes, say we're <laughs> not on the horror holes part yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. We've never even met yet. <laughs> not, not face to face at least. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I thought that was really, really, really well done. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, and I really—that's a part that I really liked. Um, I did like the whole backstory with mom and what happened and I was not expecting the that it was the car going over the bridge and then they get stuck in the middle there and fall down how terrifying is that just waiting but it's also oh. another one of those moments like can't you guys stop the drawbridge at the drawbridge place that's what I'm saying too it's like are, is nobody monitoring this thing like come on it's dangerous maybe, I mean, you know we should have maybe, safety it, in place it should be but sometimes safety doesn't work so that's true yes yeah, so, and even 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 I mean, it got really, really detailed because it was like, you know, the the headmistress gave you a, a clue when mm -hmm. she said, I know yep. your mother. She's a local girl, yep. you know, uh, which you find out later means poor white trash whore who married rich. You know what I mean? So there were, really, there, were, <laughs> there were really all of these things that led up to, you know, the big reveal of who Jenny is and where she comes from, you know, and all of that stuff. That part of the storytelling was, well, it's probably writer number three that told that part of the story. So there's continuity. I think there. so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that that part, that part was written by John, the man named John Saxon because he's, he shares a really good name with somebody. So the best writer uh, we, was John for sure. All right, we, just because <laughs> for dirty reasons. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for all of the, all the dirty reasons. Exactly. <laughs> uh, was that all the twists? I had a bunch of other little things written in there, but I think that I think that covers, it. covers it. Those were like the main big things at the end there. And again, just so many red herrings. It's driving me fucking nuts. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. How many? Everybody was going to kill. They everybody like was friends. wearing gloves. Everybody. Everybody. And it's like, I okay, I see what you're doing the fact here. That, it was part, that was the only part of that's the only really uniform part that they had. Mm -hmm. because when the she gloves. first walks into the bar and she takes off her black gloves you think oh black yep. gloves she's the killer right off the bat and then you think oh they've all got everybody's black wearing them yeah god <laughs> okay pacing what are you waiting for huh what are you waiting for what pacing i yeah, know dun, dun, dun. right <laughs> oh <laughs> did i write please take 20 minutes down. away from this movie it just oh, dragged. There were so many uh, parts I mean, that dragged. Oh, pacing was the piece of paper I crumbled earlier for dramatic effect. <laughs> oh, I just wrote in giant letters, slow. <laughs> yeah. So slow. It's definitely a slow burn. And I enjoy Midsummer. So it's not just a slow I movie. I do that too. I, hate. I like slow movies, but like this but one, it just dragged. It was slow for no purpose. Yep. See, I don't mind slow movies exactly. I mind long movies. So when it's slow and long, if it's a, if it's a slow 80 minutes of suspense, cool. Okay. But if it's a slow two hours, kill me because it feels like four hours. So And they did, they did so many things that were um, masturbatory in their, in their um, it was just indulgent. Like, like for example, mm -hmm. the, the line where it's like, you're still a bastard, though. 
like the way that they shot it, you know, there was this moment and they came back together and then they hugged and they mm-hmm. did a shot of her face hugging and then she opens her eyes. I mean, it took as long to do it as it's taking me to describe it and it shouldn't, yeah. right? She opens her eyes, she thinks for a moment, she pulls away from him. You're still a bastard. You know, it's like, it's like the joke would have been a lot funnier if it hadn't taken so goddamn long to get here. Yeah. Sort of punchline. Just cutting... You know, 30 seconds here, 30 seconds there. You could shave off 15, 20 minutes and it would be a much better movie. Or better yet, fill those 20 minutes with our kills that you had originally shot. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Big time. I wanted mm-hmm. to yeah. see more of that. Okay, scary. <laughs> well, no. I, can you, I mean... Can you guys- can you guys out there in podcast land hear me shaking my head though? Yeah. <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> I mean, that's scary. Fa- that's scary. It was pretty scary to have no one show up at my birthday party, like poor Ginny. So that was a little scary. That brought back some trauma a little bit. Um, so that was like, oh, more, more cringy than scary. But I was like, oh, that sucks. And now I'm afraid of being like the odd man out. So it did stick with me. So I'm I'm afraid of being like um alone again, like inviting a bunch of people over and no one showing up. Oh, I got ditched on my. So 18th therefore, birthday. I invite no one over. <laughs> I got ditched on my 18th birthday, so don't worry about it. We were all supposed to go down to Mexico and party, and then by the time that that happened, my seat had been given away, and they said oh. we'll have shots for you. Oh, bastards! And so then a couple of my other friends took me over to their house. Mom gave us vodka, and we watched Drop Dead Fred, and I cried a little bit. And drank vodka and watched Drop Dead Fred. And we said, you know, whatever, fuck them. This is more fun. But it's true, fuck them. Because Drop Dead Fred and vodka is awesome. literally gave up my seat to Mexico. It was my birthday. And they said, we'll have shots for you. So you're not friends with them anymore, right? No. (laughs) Drop Dead Fred is one of my all-time favorite movies. I love that movie. And I I have... I have such fondness for it because it was like my it was like my cheer up movie that night and my friend put it on for me and it was just perfect. So, yeah, I love that movie, too. Okay, story. Tell us a story. What story? Yours. Alex. All right. I've been waiting on the holes. Peeping Tom scene. I'm going to I might elaborate, but I'm just going to read what I wrote. Peeping Tom scene. Huh? So long. No sense, not even a good red herring. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it made no sense. I just, stop it. That would have cut 15 minutes from the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Was the first scene between daddy and daughter creepy? It was. Thank you. I meant to write that down, but I was like, like this is a little intimate. It, yeah, like an, in another movie, she would be mom surrogate. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Okay, yeah. good. Timeline, which, which, and the reason why it's a horror hole, because it didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense for this story. It was unnecessary. I started on the wrong page because the very first page says story, horror holes. <laughs> That's what I called around the bat. Okay. And then I was just being a bitch. I know you guys loved that first scene, the first murder, the first chase scene, but I wrote, why is the killer going through the car to get her? I didn't say it was perfect. No, it wasn't. But that's what I mean. There are like these really good scenes. There are these really good scenes and they did something really stupid. Like that's a lot of effort to anyway. Um, Yes. Bridge. 
But that also, okay, back to your point, they didn't have to film everything. Like if you had had her walk next to that car and the glove just jumped out and you didn't know how the killer got there, Mm-hmm. that would have been a good jump scare. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we already knew it was going to happen because we saw it. It's like, how did you get there? What happened? You, you know what I mean? And then yeah. you would have forgiven it. So bridge foreshadowing. Oh, no, th- that was a good thing. So these are all kind of mixed up. So we already talked about that. Um, We're waiting in suspense. Look at Jamie. She, her, she's just like, oh my eyes gosh. are all big. I know. I, I'm pulling a summer. <laughs> I'm like, I, who's I know. I'm sorry. Look, I saw Dan, The look Anne gives after the game... Oh, as she gazes in the direction of where, what's her name, Ramsey? Oh, Anne gives this really weird look when Ginny runs away after the game with uh, Rudy or whoever. And that might have been the moment you thought maybe Anne's the killer. I think that might have been it. She, gives, she gave she gives, her a look. She has yeah, a mean she's look. Watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The, the, that's the look that the director said, okay, make the audience think you're the killer look. Because they mm-hmm. all do it. Like Everybody does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, timeline, question mark. What timeline? <laughs> after parking lot fight. Oh, this irritated me. So after the parking lot. So they went to go see the Gene Autry movie, right? And they have a par- fight in the parking lot. Yeah. Right? They get in all that big brouhaha. Yeah. The next scene, which is also at night, is the weightlifting scene. And I'm like, same night? Next night? Yes. When is it? Yeah. Right? It didn't make any sense. Didn't You're it? making me work too hard to watch this movie. I know. Um. No friendship, the no friendship loyalty. Virginia will go with any of them. I know. There was so much partner swapping in this group. Uh, acting. Okay, so this is, and now this, this also now makes sense with the fun fact you told us, Summer, mm-hmm. because it was so out of character for the movie and it didn't make sense. So I wrote, Virginia's seduction of Steve at the dance. When did she become a slut? Mm-hmm. But when she was the murderer, if she was the murderer, laying it on that thing to get it home to kill him makes sense. But it didn't make any sense with the way they ended the movie. Yeah. So, um, yep. and then Anne's murder, throat sliced tub. Um, well, that that whole thing didn't make sense because didn't make any sense. But the but but specifically the blood. So there was a shot of her in the tub with the throat sliced, and then mm-hmm. went back. To Jitty, and then it went back to the tub, and there was blood. You see red sort of go in the tub, and then there's another big shot of the bathroom from outside looking at the tub. There's no blood in any of the water at all. So irritating. The most elaborate <laughs> that I wrote, the most elaborate hoax ever. Once again, it wasn't supposed to be her, so that makes sense. But not mm-hmm. knowing that, because they didn't, they didn't advertise that, so any person going in, it wouldn't know that 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 they changed the ending, right? Right. Yeah. So how does and do all of this by herself. Like she staged her own death and then cleaned it all up? Huh? <laughs> you know, how does, that, don't add up here. how does she move the doctor's body from upstairs to the graveyard? How does she dig up that whole She's thing by beast, herself? I and guess. Pull the, I mean, yeah, she's in good shape, but I don't know. I don't yeah. know. They were making me work really, really hard. Bell Tower scene was so weird. Period. That's what I wrote. It didn't make any sense. Weird. Sit. Doctor heard. Oh, doctor heard. Doctor hears the radio from outside. Okay, so this is sound, right? So he goes out to get the newspaper. In the morning, the doctor does. Uh, one morning, the paper boy comes, throws the paper, hits on the step, mm-hmm. which I thought was a great shot. I wonder how many times they filmed that. Uh, he goes down, he gets the paper, and then he looks up, and you can hear the 
the news about the kids or whatever on the radio, mm-hmm. the door is closed and he hears it from outside because you see him look mm-hmm. like he's hearing that. And then he walks into his house, closes the door, all the way down the hall into the kitchen where there's like a, a large transistor radio playing. I'm like, that bitch didn't hear that outside. <laughs> Who are they kidding? She did not hear that. Virginia. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. It made me so mad. Virginia inviting doctor to dinner. Another creepy moment. Ginny would... just liked middle-aged to old men. She just had a thing for them. She liked her 40 figures. She liked her doctor and she liked her daddy. Yep. Because middle-aged, so we take old care men of her. with authority. Yeah, she definitely, yeah. Yep, yeah. And we know she had daddy issues because daddy was an asshole to her. You know, he was never there. Still but... is. He left her on her birthday. He got, no, he got back. But he got yeah, back but on he, her birthday. She but he wasn't sure if he was going to go back, get yeah. back when he got back. So, um, so anyway, there was just this whole real creepy, creepy sort of, if Oedipus was a woman thing going on. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) how would friend know you answered all of these, but someone is going to read them because we already know it wasn't supposed to go this way, but how would, um, Anne know that Alfred was going to follow Virginia to the graveyard when, Mm. and then she could become Virginia and then stab it. It just like, it was a total they should have just sucked it up and let the test audiences deal with it. Um, Melissa, yeah, Mary is a killer now. Mary from <laughs> how does she, he? How does she open the window? Question mark. I don't even know what that one was. How does she? Open in the, the car, maybe. That in the was water? what ruined. That was yes. what ruined the murder scene. Yes. I'll open the window and you can swim out. How, bitch? I know. <laughs> that's not I thought about that that's too. Not cars, that's not how cars work. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. It was bad. It was bad. Creepy. Oh, another creepy scene with Doctor by the fire. Yeah, fairy. That was way too intimate. That was. And you know what? And if if that was what the movie was supposed to be, I would be all in a hundred percent. But it's because that's not what this movie was supposed to be. Nope. You know what I mean? It wasn't supposed to be about creepy old men and beautiful young girls. No. Nope. So much blood when Doctor killed. We already know what happened there. And then the last one. How would Anne know about Dad's promise to come to the birthday party? Because mm. she, you know, she was supposed. To, she said, "You came, Daddy. You kept your promise." It's like, bitch, you weren't there for that com- that memory. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so, so many horror holes. That was my list of horror holes. So many. So many. Well, thanks for ruining this movie holes. for me, Alex. <laughs> Did I really though? Did I know? As if the runtime didn't do that first. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that was my horror holes rant. Oh boy. The first so time we haven't gushed over a movie. The first time we haven't have gushed over a movie better, that we've done together. But, um, Jamie, do you have anything to add? No, I have nothing. I mean, that covers it. <laughs> so many holes. That's how come I didn't get to do too much research with everything else because I was too busy ranting. (laughs) Yeah, well, I was too busy watching supplemental material instead of of watching the actual damn movie. That really tells you something about the movie. An hour before showtime. Okay, I wrote... (laughs) I dragged myself up. (laughs) I just wrote... had one thing under story besides being too damn long. And that... (laughs) The whole, like, experimental procedure situation... I wrote Ginny Pig. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's good. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, thank Summer. you. Thank you. You are funny. You are funny. That's all I Ginny had. Pig. That's good. That's all I had for stories. 
guinea pig. Actually, I don't even know if that should where that should go, but that's what I wrote. Awesome. That would be the title of this podcast. I think. Uh, yes. Guinea <laughs> pig. Guinea pig. Guinea pig and her horror holes. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Jamie. Yeah. Do you have taglines? A whole so boatload. <laughs> All right. Uh, buckle in. I'm just going to, I'm going to number them as I go through because some of these are actually like paragraphs. So <laughs> bear oh with God. me. I'm going to make a note of the numbers I liked. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. One. Okay. There's like 10. I'm serious. One. It is up to you to determine whether you wish, wish to subject yourself to fear, terror, and shock. So stupid. Okay. Two. Because of the bizarre nature of this birthday party, pray you're not invited. Hmm. Three, from the producers of My Bloody Valentine comes the bloodiest party of the year. It wasn't the bloodiest party of the year. The 80s body count classic from the producers of My Bloody Valentine (laughs) and the director of Cape Fear. Wait, what number am I on? One, two, three, four, four, five. No, this is five. John will never eat shish kebab again. Steven will never ride a motorcycle again. Greg will never lift weights again. Who's killing the school snobbish top 10? At the rate they're going, there will be no one left for Virginia's birthday party, dot, 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 alive. By the way, there's no one named John in this damn movie. There isn't. He was not the, he was not the shish kebab kill. No. I don't know. I read that one. I didn't know who John was. And Stephen yeah. was Stephen was the shish kebab kill, right? Steve, Steve was the yeah, not the motorcycle kill guys. That was at the end. That was at the end. Really, y'all. That was at the end. Was the motorcycle? Yeah. Holes. Yes. So many holes. Six for Virginia. Just when the y- rich young snobs at Crawford High can condescended to come to her birthday party, they're all being murdered in the most bizarre ways imaginable. At the rate they're going, they. They, oh, there's a misspelling in this. They will be nobody left to go to her birthday party alive. I'm sorry, that one was a jumble of things. Seven, someone, not good. (laughs) Seven, someone's having a party for the top 10, the senior class snobs. Before they get to celebrate, six of them will die in the most bizarre ways you will ever see. These are not taglines. I know, they're whole paragraphs and descriptions. Okay, here's the next one. Six of the most bizarre murders you will ever see. You're invited to the bloodiest party of the year. Pray you're not invited to the party. Just too many. Number two. That was... Or ten. Ten is okay, but two, two, two. That was because of the bizarre nature of this birthday party, pray you're not invited. And then pray you're not invited to the party. I'm going to pick ten. Pray you're not invited to the party. But some of these were really long, and they were just inaccurate. Yeah, completely. And one of them basically gave the whole thing away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? That's exactly what happened. Yeah, I know. Spoiler alert on the poster. How do you even fit that on a poster? It was like, <laughs> like 10 inches long. It was a whole, it was, I, I saw that one and I thought, really? <laughs> I know. Okay, Jamie, if I had to pick one, actually, I picked the one you came up with on the fly earlier in this episode. It was way better than all those. <laughs> Thank you. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I don't either. It was better now. than all those. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Who the fuck is John? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Greg? Was there really a Greg in this movie? I don't think so. I don't think Greg was. No, it was either. Kevin, Rudy, Etienne, and who was the weightlifter? He might have been Greg. No, no, no. no. Steve. Steve was. 
Steve was uh Steve is the shish kebab. Oh, that's right. Greg um, Greg was the weightlifter. Where's yes. Greg? Oh yeah, yeah his name I, was I, Greg. I think, was, okay. I think it was his name was Greg. That one was right. I had trouble with names on the character names on this movie. I really did. I always do. This one was yeah. really hard. Yeah, it was bad. Okay, the time has come finally. This episode is actually longer than this movie. And yes. that is overall movie. That's because we're chatty as hell. We are. You love us, you know. I thought it was I, I went into this thinking, I swear to God, I went into thinking that, well, this is going to be the shortest podcast ever because I got nothing to say about this movie. That never happens with us. <laughs> and here we are. Ever. ever. Okay, yeah. overall movie rating. Alex, birthday boy, this is your pick. What you giving it? Well, I'm a little embarrassed. I'm a little sad. I gave it a doll for each kill that I, or my favorite kills. So I gave it three dolls. Ooh. So I still think mm -hmm. it, it should be seen by horror mm -hmm. movie fans because I think there's a lot of really, there's things that should be seen. But as far as a movie, I just, and I, and I thought I was being too hard on it until I got to my rants. And then I thought, no, we're just, I tried to give it a five. I tried to give it a six. I tried to give it a four. I said, no, I can't do it. So yeah, I give it a three. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm pretty close to you. I'm a little tiny bit higher. Um, I guess I think like the kill, some of the kills I really like, give it a little bit of extra points. And I like the fashion so much in this. I really enjoyed mm -hmm. just seeing the fashion on display. So I'm going to give it, I'm actually giving this one a four and a weight on the crotch. Oh, like a four and a half. Oh, good. I like that. Yeah. I like a little weight on the crotch every once in a while. Exactly. <laughs> I'm with you, Jamie, a little higher. I am giving this one five and a Steve kebab. Oh, wow. Mm. I liked it. Um, not perfect at all. So many plot holes. Don't care. All these movies we watch have plot hole holes. It just, even though I don't have nostalgia for this movie because this is exactly what I would have wanted to see 30 years ago and loved for everything it is and isn't 30 years ago. If, if I had nostalgia for this movie, I probably would give it like an eight, honestly, because sure. this is really the type of movie I was watching. And when we review these movies that I watched as a kid, even though they're terrible movies, they get a really unfairly high rating. So given this one a five, <sighs> it's really fun. It's really fucking long. You know what? Maybe it needs to go down to a four because the runtime alone puts it down a point. But I like it. It's fun. It's very twisty. It's troubled. But <laughs> I recommend it. And it has its own little cult following, which is super cool. Yeah, I'd watch it the... again. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I bought it. I am not sorry I, I own watch this. It again. I'm not sorry I own this. If I if I buy the movie Suspiria remake, I'm talking to you, and I'm mm -hmm. sorry that I have it and it's taking up space on my shelf, and I want my ten dollars back. That's a problem. But I'm not sorry I own this. I'm going to watch it every few years, probably from now on. So thank you, Alex. Oh, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think that that feels kind of harsh to me to give it that, but that's what I'm giving it hey. because it made me mad. Yeah. Don't make me mad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay, fun facts. That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack! Yay. This is about our cover. Many fans were upset with the 2004 DVD release from Sony that the cover was completely different and a disco score played over the opening credits. Oh. I know. Huh. So 
then 2009, Anchor Bay released another version with the proper score and the original poster. Okay. Wow. Uh-huh. Who do you okay, think then. you are, Sony? Oh, this is about our ending. Let's talk about it again. The original ending for the film had Virginia unsurprisingly unsurprisingly revealed as the film's killer having sliced her way through most of the cast before finally being cut however the filmmakers felt the ending was all too predictable with virginia being the killer and rewrote it into a far more twisted revelation where the identity identity of their murderer is revealed to be ann thomerson oh you fucked up Bad they should have just left it at Ginny. You know what I mean? They should have just left it there. Just leave it there. By the way, I thought it was Ginny almost the entire time. She looked like crazy. Very like, early well, on, I thought it was her. I thought Anne for a minute, but she looked crazy. Yeah. The twist, and then the twist so is crazy. why. It's okay to it's okay for it to be a predictable murderer. The surprise was why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. You know, and the way they revealed that was really great. I mean, that movie, if they had left that ending, that movie would probably be a minimum of a six or seven. And here's another. Um, the original scripted ending revealed that Virginia was <laughs> periodically possessed by the spirit of her dead mother while committing the murders, which explained her frequent blackouts. And they changed this oh. during production and the producers decided that it wasn't a satisfying, twisty ending for them. I would have liked that too. Oh, that would have been, okay been cool. Yeah. Would have been okay with that. That would have been a fun one, right? So... Totally. Yeah. I wouldn't have liked it as much the way that they filmed it though because if you're, cause there was no um, hint at that. Mm-hmm. You know, at least mm-hmm. with this, the and debacle, there were hints that the murderer could have been anyone. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there was no there was no spirit connection to this movie at all. It was more of a, a mental collapse. Yeah. Movie. But possession or mental collapse, you don't ever know sometimes. That's true if they Because in way, these possession know. movies, they think they're nuts. Right. Especially in the beginning stages. So yeah, they all think they're crazy. They're going to psychiatrists. Yeah. They Norman also Norman Bates wasn't possessed by his mother, but he he was. But he <laughs> not, was. Not actually, but he was. But he was. But he was. Um, mm-hmm. And like uh, the exorcist, they had her doing all these brain scans and stuff. So yeah, it's not until yeah. later you see the possession in what for what it is in the beginning. They either think you're crazy or they think there is something wrong with your chemistry in your brain. Right. But, so. to, to, but to the point is like none of that was in the film to support mm-hmm. a possession surprise ending, I think. In my opinion. But we don't know what was like what they cut. There might have been original That's scenes. Planned yeah. for it. They had that whole true. brain surgery scene. They did so have maybe that, instead yeah. of being a guinea pig, maybe a guinea pig, maybe it was something else. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just I'm Could just be. talking. I'm probably way no. wrong, but I would have liked that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would have liked it better. Mm-hmm. Almost anything would have been better than what they did. I'm being harsh now, so yeah. Sorry. But I mean, I apologize for my harshness. It's a little true, though. It's a little true. It's a little true. I still liked it, but it's it's true. Well, I'm glad you guys liked it because I I liked liked it it too. Yeah, I liked it too. I was a little shocked. I felt okay. So, truth be told, I was a little like when I watched it the first time, I thought, "Oh no!" (laughs) 
I referred this movie. Oh no. But it's still, but I, but the kills were still amazing. So I'm like, no, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> Alex, it doesn't matter. We watch bad movies. There is a movie. Oh, I know. That, no, go ahead. There's go ahead, a movie Tori made me watch and it was not good at all. So yeah, we did it. We did it in the first few seasons, first few, uh, not seasons, first few months of the show. And I'm like, Girl, I'm so mad. And I don't think you can really be a horror movie fan without being able to watch the bad ones as well as the good ones. Oh yeah, you got to. It's like yeah. it's a part of the it's a part of the genre. It is. You know, it is a beloved part of the genre for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, I like my bad movies too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, it's time for shout outs. First and foremost, I am going off script. We have to shout out. Steve. From Aim for the Head podcast, as he revamped our Jamie's tagline transition. So that Ooh. is all thanks to Steve. Oh, it sounds amazing. amazing. I oh, mean, nice. Nina sent it to me, and I was like, damn, that's good. <laughs> Aww. So thank you, Steve. Thanks, you Steve. You are so kick-ass. And of course, aim for the head. That show has been very, very good to us. We love those guys, Steve and Diana. Hope that the shish kebab is your future, Steve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next, our Patreons, John, Alex, Mike, and Bill. And there was much rejoicing. Alex, that's you. That's me. You got a new one too. You got four Thank now. Thank you. You yep. had three for a while. We've always had four. Oh really? I, I, not always. We've had four for about a year, and then one fell okay. off and one got added. So yeah. Oh cool. Yeah. So, but John, John was our original. John became a Patreon yeah. within the first month, and nice. he wasn't a friend of ours. We didn't know him. He just stumbled upon the show and and decided to you know <sighs> throw us his his loving support, and he's been the best. Yay. Yay. And thank you, Alex, for being a Patreon as well. We oh, love you. Thank yeah, you. Next, Artist Clark. So what are you, an artist or something? These are rather good. They're very good, actually. Oh, Clark. Right now, guys, Nina and Alex are wearing dolls shirts that Clark designed. Yeah. Yes. He's yeah. the best. He is the best. Beautiful. Beautiful work. Amazing. Yes. Amazing, amazing work. We love him. Oh, Alex, I can't wait for you to see his project. Can't talk about it, but it's gonna be good. You're gonna. I love know. It. It's, okay. Yeah. You're gonna love it. And I already. I'm not gonna tell you what it is because I already said I was gonna buy it for you. Like I was gonna. I'm gifting this to Alex when it's. Done. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh, gifts. You're gonna <laughs> love this. It's so good. So, hi, Clark. Thinking hi. about you often. <laughs> Every time I wear you. <laughs> Looking nice and sexy, Alex. Yeah. And your Clark designs. All right. And author David O'Hanlon. What's that book about? Oh, this is something special. I'm not even going to try. David, don't make this book ever. All right. And last but not least, of course, we must bring on producer Nina. Yellow. 
All right, Nina, first time you saw this movie this week. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you, Alex, introducing us to old movies. That's exciting. It's very exciting yeah. when this happens. I love it. Too. Okay, Nina, epic line. So I just have one. Um, it's, it's right so after. So difficult to pick a line. It was so hard. I was just like oh. listening, waiting, and uh-huh. nothing really called to me until this moment. And it's right after Steve gets killed. What time is it? Past noon. Come on, it's time to get up. I want to hear all the gory details about you and Steve last night. And I yeah. just fell <laughs> on the ground. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a yep. good one. That's my favorite. Overall movie rating. So I really like this movie. Uh, there were a few moments where I was just like holding my head like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> yes. The first kill where she's getting strangled in the car and she like runs away and then she just ha- stops. I'm like, the dude's still fucking there. <laughs> just go. Like, why are <laughs> yeah. you stopping? I the same thing. No, don't catch your breath now. Use that adrenaline, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? He's right there. You almost died. But yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, but other than that, like, I thought it was really fun. Lots of twists, and I like that. Um, I, I like all the red herrings, even though it was so obvious what they were doing. But um, <laughs> I would definitely watch it again. I'm going to give this a four, but I really enjoyed this movie. And thank you so much, Alex, for introducing this to me, because I, yes. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, yay. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. It's time for recent watches. But this is life. This isn't a movie. Sure it is, Sid. It's all... It's all a movie. It's all... One great big movie. You can't pick your genre. Alex, since you're the birthday boy, what have you seen or are about to see that you're excited to share with us? Well, you know what? I went with a friend because I, I have now found a new horror movie friend because I don't Ooh. really have anybody in my life that likes them like I do. And so every once in a while, I'll put on Facebook if I want to go see something. Hey, anybody want to go see this with me? Normally, I don't get any responses whatsoever. <laughs> this summer, I would I went and saw The Boogeyman because you guys saw oh. it. And yes. I thought that was a fun ride. And I was equally excited because... I we had we had just finished recently in recent months binging the Mindy Project. Oh. So the dad is one of the doctors in the Mindy Project. Oh. And he is hot and yummy and delicious. And it was so good yeah, to see him is. in this. And he was really good. It was I mean, I liked the movie a lot. I liked the acting. I liked the monster. I liked um the special effects. I liked the traditional twist at the end when he gets snatched inside. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was fun. It was. Fun. I, mean, I didn't even know like, it was, was your Stephen post. King until we got to the theater. Yeah, I didn't okay. see him promoting it, which that. was strange. But... I didn't even know. I'm like, well, this is a Stephen King short story. This has got to be good. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I've read that story. It's probably if it's the one I'm thinking of. It's from a a book of short stories from like probably the late 70s mm. called Night Shift. I have that one. Oh, oh yeah, I read that mm-hmm. one. Do you have the paperback the cover one? with the no. hand on it? No, I have. Is that the one where he used the pen name? No, no, no. This is a Stephen King no. one. No, but Night- so yeah. So it says Stephen King, not Richard Bachman, right? right? Right. Okay. No, I think I have the hardcover of that one. So in the, on the on the cover of it, it has yeah. 
hands with eyes and then you mm -hmm. open it up and you see the, 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 but you see, you see the, uh, just the eyes. Uh -huh. yeah. There's like the cover on top and the eyes just, and then you open up the first page and then you see the actual hand bandaged up. And that's one of the, mm -hmm. that's one of the short stories. The lawnmower oh. man is in that book. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. the, there's a lot of really, really good ones that they've gone and ruined by trying to make a movies, but, um, <laughs> But but the Boogeyman was a really really good movie. I don't. Well, Stephen King does short stories really well. People knock on. Oh his yeah. But he and his short stories make really good movies because they don't have to be too long. Right. They're more condensed. We were just talking about Apt Pupil recently. Seen that one, Alex? Yeah. No. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good short story. Gotta check it? it out. Okay. A great cast. Oh my god. Like Ian McKellen is in it. I think Brad Redford oh, is in it. David Schwimmer's yeah. in it. Kevin yeah. Spiritus, that hottie, has a cameo in it. Not a cameo. He plays as a paramedic. But I'm like, there's my boo, Kevin. <laughs> Check out Apt Pupil. It's a, it's okay, really, cool. Really, really. It's a really yeah. good one. Okay. Anything else you want to share, Alex? No, I think I've shared that. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, this the last couple of weeks have been, like, really insanely, insanely busy and a little rough. Um, so I haven't really watched a lot. I had stuff playing in the background for sure, but I have total amnesia. Can't remember what I really watched this week because I wasn't really fully watching and my mind wasn't fully there. So, <laughs> yep. Nina? Okay, I'm just gonna, because it's been like two weeks since we last met, so I'm just gonna run through these. Uh, I finally sat down and watched some Mystery Science Theater, and now that's my go-to thing to fall asleep to right now. Um... <laughs> It's fun. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> and I finally sat down and watched Asteroid City thanks to Jamie telling me that that's available for streaming. That was you fun. Think? Oh, I, I really liked it. I loved it. Uh, very Wes Anderson, um, but that's a good thing. I know like all of his movies are the same, but it really felt very similar to Grand Budapest Hotel with the humor oh. and the color palettes and everything totally. like that. Like mm -hmm. it was really fun and I did not see some of that stuff coming. It was fantastic. I know, oh. see. Yeah. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. And the cast, oh. like I like I would see people and I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot they were gonna be in this and then like there were other people I had no clue they were in it at all. And yeah. it's just so, it's so much fun to see everybody in one movie like that. I wish more people would do that. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um I also I went on a bit of a Scorsese and Joe Pesci binge because <laughs> <laughs> I was working and like I needed something to fill the time and what better than a three hour and a half movie. So I watched Goodfellas and uh, that was fun. I hadn't seen that since I was like in early 20s. And then I watched Casino and I totally did not realize this, but Joe Bob is fucking in that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was just I was just like listening and all of a sudden I hear a voice and I'm like, the fuck are you doing in this movie? Like, oh my God. It blew my mind. So it, it made me really mm. happy. And then yeah, Joe Bob announced yesterday that he's doing like five specials between now and Halloween. And I'm like so happy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. So yep, that's what I was doing. Nice. I didn't watch a whole lot. I was at a convention and then I was hanging out extra days. So I was just kind of beat and went directly to bed um, at every night. So I watched uh, 976 Evil because why the hell not? <laughs> I was in a mood. I don't know. I just was like, what's streaming on Tubi? And I'm like, hey, it's 976 Evil. That sounds fun. 
and I watched this one, of course, and then I watched, um, I started watching our Thanksgiving movie, The Last Thanksgiving. Oh, cool. Haven't finished it, started it. I watched uh, Screamers. Nice. And I didn't like it. <laughs> that was the first time watch for me, and I thought it was something else. And mm. I, it turns out I'd never seen this movie, and I didn't like it at all. It's mm. just not my type of movie. It's sci-fi, and it's just a lot of sci-fi. And uh, then uh, I, because I was hanging out um, for a day with my friend Patrika, I watched her movie Madhouse, which I love. Aww. I love Madhouse. Yes. I love Madhouse. And Madhouse has Leslie Jordan in it. Aww. And so two people that I adore and William Butler directed it. We've talked about him over and over again. He used to be, he was an actor and now he's a director. And so he wrote and direct that, directed that movie. Mm-hmm. So I love me some Madhouse. And so since I just got done hanging out with her, I watched uh, Madhouse. And uh, I mean, it's the best. What, uh, what, what do you mean it's her movie? She's in it. She's in mm-hmm. it? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. She's in it. I mean, it's probably 20 years old now. It's been for forever, but I love it. Love it. Okay. Cool. That's kind of all I got for my two weeks worth of watching and some of those I didn't, did not even finish. So, All right, Alex, we're recording this in advance of your birthday, but do you have any birthday plans? No, I'm working that day. Mm, yep. <laughs> That's what adults husband, do, right? My husband's yep. still in Spain. Uh, it's not a, at this point in my life, it's not a, it's not like a red letter birthday. So I'm working days. So maybe I'll go to my favorite little, our favorite little Italian restaurant for dinner or something like that. Yeah. Cause I can take the dogs and be on the patio. Right. We'll have a birthday dinner. Yeah. So So cute. um, I don't know. No basic plans. Two years will be the, uh, will be a big one. So that, that, that will do something for that one. Okay. Well, this has been a fun episode. Alex, thank you so much for thank bringing you. this movie into our lives. You're welcome. I hope people go out and see it. And, or Me too. Stream it or it's on Amazon. You found it. Yeah, and it's on Tubi and right Tubi. now. Mm-hmm. And Tubi. It's on Tubi right now? Oh, yeah, you yeah. should say that. Yeah, it's, so, yeah, it goes off and comes back and goes off and comes back. But, guys, let us know what you think about all the horror holes. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you should watch it anyway. Even though I rants it, you should watch it. Definitely watch it. Even though I gave it a three, watch it because I gave it a five. Yeah. <laughs> With no yeah. nostalgia on it at all. All right, guys, this has been fun. Happy birthday to our dear Alex. We love Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I'm Summer. I'm Jamie. I'm Alex. And you've been listening to the Dolls of Horror. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Alex, don't kidnap us again. I'm sorry. I got it. Bye. Bye. (laughs) This has been a presentation of The Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the dolls or offer any movie suggestions, feel free to send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at The Dolls of Horror or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. If you really like the podcast and want to help out financially so that the dolls can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Thanks for listening. Bye.
<gasps> I love gargoyles. So They're not so only cool. is he evil, like gargoyles are, but he was possessed on top of that. Awesome. Gargoyles Cursed is what it's evil. called. Gargoyles pretty... take people away. See, look, yeah, looky, looky, yeah. looky, looky, right here. Gargoyle break. Watch. Gargoyle break. Aww. Oh, he's, he's so cute. He looks like a little Aww. gargoyle Buddha. He's so cute. I love it. I love it. Uh, he, sits back, he sits back up on that shelf behind me and he points at the front door laughing. So he's chasing the evil spirits uh, away. I love that. Oh, he's so cute. Is it working? He is cute. <laughs> <laughs> we officially got off the road. You know what? Yes. To all of the listeners out there, this would be really entertaining if you could see what we're doing. I know. <laughs> Trust me, it's good. <laughs> Maybe I'll take a picture of him and post it. Yes. Yes, yeah, please I'll do. do. I'll, I'll take a selfie with him. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll send it to you, Summer, and then you can do what you want with it. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> All of us okay. are in it. Tina, I thought you were supposed to keep us on track. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't interfere. <laughs> I just let it go. <laughs> she fixes it later. Because yes. you never know when you're going to lose some gold. Fashion can be you deadly. Know, it, yes. Somebody put that is the next doll's t shirt. <laughs> you have the category in all of truth. your podcasts. I'm truth. truth. I, you better do it. Fashion can be deadly. Write that down. Nina, they won't remember. <laughs> I know. I was like. <laughs> Nina's on she it. Is. Oh my God. You're so awesome, Nina. Thank, Thank you. you. I go into watching something wanting to believe any world you create. Mm -hmm. And if you mess it up, it just kind of pisses me off. Mm -hmm. It's like, do your job. I'm, yeah. I'm easy. I'm an, I'm an easy. I'm an easy hole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so fill it. Damn it. <laughs> Sure. I would do anything with you ladies. Ah, careful what you wish for. <laughs> Maybe you should be careful what I wish for. <laughs> <laughs>